Here's that champagne you ordered, Mr. Simpson. Oh, thanks. Here. Wow! An award statue! Eh. Oh, it's a Grammy. Hey! Don't throw your garbage down here! <laughs> Let the great experiment begin! <laughs> Do it! Hello, General Kenobi. Hello, Charles. He's so weird. Da 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 Fuck yeah! Great song. Uh, all right, music, go down. Go down. There we go. You know where I picked that up. Oh, I know where you picked that oh, one up. Oh, it is a good one. We'll talk about it. We'll did talk you, about did it. Did you know that song before the show, though? No, and then I was like, maybe I do like new wave music. Oh, yeah. And then I went in, and I... I was really fucking high. Right? <laughs> yeah, well, that goes without saying. Every day. Point. Oh, I got. Have I got a high thing to tell you about? <laughs> I'm a fool. Um, but no. <laughs> I went in and I listened to uh, Joy Division with the whatever their fucking seminal album is. You yeah, know that yeah, one, yeah. the one with the uh, pee is stored in the balls. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the pee is stored in the balls. Um, I was like, all right, I'm really feeling this Depeche Mode song. If I'm ever going to like new wave music, it's right now. So I went in and I played it from the start. I didn't have shuffle on or anything. I was just going to listen to the album. It was really high. I listened to that Joy Division album. What's the verdict? Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a distinction to be made between new wave and first wave music. Because first wave music's like, like Elvis Costello... Uh, uh, the like first first that's new wave different. stuff. Elvis Costello. There's some David Bowie that's a little like first wavy. <laughs> yeah, and then there's new wave, which is like a lot of Depeche Mode and Joy Division and that yeah. kind of stuff. I like this. This is great. I like like this industrial style rock, very nine inch, like pre nine inch nails, yeah, yeah, yeah. nine inch nails. Like I like that vibe. So this song fucking rocks. Yeah, but Joy Division, I didn't, I got like three songs in, and I was just like, I just don't like this very There's like much. one or two songs of Joy Divisions that I really like, but other than that, no thank you. It's like depressing, um, what was the artist I was thinking of? It, but it's like it's like a depressing version of this particular artist. It's like it's like the car is only depressing or something. It's yeah. very, you know, it's very, it's, it's kind of like pre-goth, yeah. you know, and I just, I, yeah, I just can't. But apparently it's a great album. Yeah. But hey, music. It's in the eye of the beholder. I need a little I need a little happiness in my music. Yeah, I need a little happiness maybe. I need a little Linda. You I know? did not I did not get uh, I did not get any rage against the machine at all until like one time I was fired from this company twice. Oh and the second time I went out with like some friends that were trying to like make the best of it and I yeah. wasn't having it. I told them to like go back and tell the manager to go fuck himself, and I like. Well, you moved down there to work. Yeah, 
at that company. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And then I was on the bus home, and I was just like, I could not get my mind off of it. I was like, in a fucking rage. Yeah. And then I was like, if I, if there's any time to listen to it, it's now. And I turned it on. I was like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, there there is something to be said for, like, where you're at in a moment can activate something. Like, yeah. I wonder where I was at in the moment that Bruce Springsteen activated for me. Yeah, I know. Because I did not like Bruce Springsteen no. at all. And now I fucking love him. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know what it was. Second Harvest. Hot, hot land. <laughs> These people are doing the good work out on the front line. Second Harvest, hot land. Uh, well, welcome to the Clonecast. Welcome to the Clonecast. I'm Tom. I'm Adam. Now, what we do here, here on the Clonecast, we are reviewing, in chronological order, that goddamn, goddamn Rebels show. Uh, we are on to Season 3, Episode 3, The Holocrons of Fate. Ha, 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 And we got Bendu. He's back. I've had enough of these fucking spiders, but we'll get to that. I really don't like spider stuff. No. It's very boring to me. You ever see that movie, Arachnophobia? Ah, uh, bits and pieces when I was a kid. Yeah. I was kind of intrigued by it as a kid. Yeah. But I never got around to watching Some of it. Some John Goodman's finest work. Oh, he's in it? <laughs> yeah. That John Goodman. He is a character he's actor. He's the hero. He quit. plays the exterminator in that thing. Okay. Yeah. So that's like his Roseanne era, right? I think so. Okay. Yeah. It's like um, mid to late 80s, I yeah. think. I hope we don't have any big Joey Division fans out there because I just really wasn't feeling it. Well, it's not to say that it's a bad band. It's just not your cup of tea. Yeah, then, and I think, you know, with the Grammy controversy that's going on, it's important to remember, music is not objective in any way, shape, or form. Wait, there's Grammy controversy? Yeah, there's some controversy over the uh, Grammy of the Year album. And then also Bonnie Raitt, like, beat out, like, Taylor Swift and Beyonce for Song of the Year. <laughs> that's awesome! <laughs> yes! Oh, <laughs> she's given us something to talk about. <laughs> That song fucking rules. But I, like that's why I picked that Simpsons clip because I like the last two days on my Twitter timeline has been nothing about nothing but Grammy angst and Hogwarts shitting on Hogwarts legacy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've had to like, and I also like I don't give a shit about award shows, and I knew that the Grammys was this was this last weekend. I was like, okay, I'm not, I do, I do not care. I'm not going to watch a second of it. But then, like, in my like Twitter and TikTok, like, I've been trying to like put the pieces together with like the little vignettes that are presented. Ah, yes. And it's like apparently Madonna looked horrible. Uh, well, Harry Styles' turntable started turning the wrong way during the live performance, and oh. it fucked everybody up. Uh, Taylor Swift was doing some shots and now, something during. Let's just say, I mean, if we were gonna if we we're gonna do like Taylor Swift, man, and Ben Affleck looked miserable. That's great. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah, but that's not a surprise. Did to you anybody. see where he tried to kiss her on the cheek, and she was like, "What the fuck are you doing? Get away! Like, don't touch my makeup or something." And then she told him to sit up straight, and he was like, "Adjust it." But I, I do want. Let's just get this out of the I way. I mean, what do you mean, naked? My parts are showing. My goodness. Did you see her? Oh, yeah. It's fitting. Yeah. Oh, she is a bullshooter. Okay. A little early goodhood. We'll still do the episodic goodhood. But the one takeaway I had, I was just like, 
Taylor Swift. You're a oh. sucker for a midriff, aren't you? Oh, <laughs> she showed me something. <laughs> she showed me something. And Devin did mention, Devin, yeah. like our biggest Swifty slash clone Casanova. You know, uh, he did mention. He gave her she the went, Ayla Sakura Ayla Award Sakura, of the yeah. evening. Yeah. She looked great. Yeah, she did. Oh, a lot of the ladies looked great. Who was your favorite lady of the night? Uh, the only two that I saw was her and Madonna, so I'll give it to Taylor Swift <laughs> as well. Tough competition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that Madonna. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, does she still speak with the British accent? I have no idea. Yeah. That was funny when she developed that for about a year. Yeah. I think that was when she was married to Guy Ritchie. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. apparently she's going on a world tour, Madonna. That's what they say. We should go see her. <laughs> no, thanks. I'm you don't good. like Material Girl? No, I like it. I, but she's, she's got some fucking rippers, man. I think she's renowned for, like, going on tour and then not playing one of her greatest hits. Like, oh, only no. playing, she's like, doing, new things. She'll do, she'll do them all. We'll look at the set list. And then I'll, uh, then I'll I actually have no interest in paying like over a hundred dollars. I would to much see rather go see Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks than see Madonna. We should go to that. I will go to that. Oh, Stevie oh, Nicks, the entertainer. <laughs> <laughs> We're on one tonight. <laughs> We've been laughing all night so far. Um, what were we talking about though? Grammys. Yeah. Madonna, so there's some Grammy controversy, and then there was also the Hogwarts Legacy came out. So that's a uh, you know. Whatever, fuck that stupid game. Um, but then number three uh, that I've been seeing a lot of. Um, well, let's just play the segment, shall we? Video game Now you remember. Oh, there I am. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep cutting myself off. Yeah. <laughs> Video okay, no, games are very Okay, Let's so <laughs> shut up. God, it's too much, man. <laughs> they are back with a vengeance. I'm loving games lately, man. Oh, I got the bug, baby. It is back. <laughs> oh, okay. So, um, I like I I was activated with Fallen Order, but then I was playing Red Dead. I'm taking a break from Red Dead, and I've been playing the first Last of Us. Yes, because the TV show. The TV show, and we can talk about the TV show. Fucking immaculate. We do need to talk about that. Yeah, we will have to. I don't know. We might even have to do just like a bonus episode where we talk about this show. I love it. It's amazing. It is amazing. It's the best video game adaptation Oh yeah, ever. Yeah, and <laughs> that episode three, man, they took a character that, you know, a unique character in the game, but I mean... It's it's a portion of the game. Yeah, it's not a big portion of the game. It's yeah, a, you know, and they just they like they took just the innuendo and they fleshed out such an awesome story. Right, but the the other thing that the thing that I found infuriating is the people that are troubled by homosexuality. Thinking about Ben Shapiro in particularly, they found an issue with the show diverting from the video game in such a way so they could shoehorn this in. And it wasn't diver- diverted that much. Like, He's gay. They kept the crux of the character. He's gay, they and his made, partner was Frank. They made his story happy instead of sad. Like, yeah. the fact that he's gay was in the game. It's yes. like they that part of it was not shoehorned into it at all. Like, the character in the game is very much him when he's on his own in this episode. Like, they're very reminiscent, like... 
he's a little more put together because it's only been a little period of yeah. time since the shit went down. But Bill in the game is Bill. He yes. is. He yes, is. It, it, it's pretty, pretty. Um, I would say it's a pretty close adaptation. Like, yeah, he's, he lives in nicer quarters and, you know, the town is in better shape. It's not as dilapidated, but whatever. I mean, but just the, the basics. Yeah, it's basically Bill. Yeah. And Bill is gay in the game. That is not that's they not just, something they forced in. And spoilers for anybody that hasn't watched the show or played the game. Just fast forward maybe a minute or well, two. Well, we don't need but, to do anything. Uh, but know. it's like in the game, the only the biggest difference is like I think Frank left a suicide note Frank's to Bill dead. and like said that. Well, not even a suicide note. Just I'm I'm leaving. I I like I don't like you anymore. You want to stay in this town. I need to get out of here. And then yeah. as he was trying to make his escape, he got bit and then hung himself. And yes. that was the end of like their relationship. Yep. And this is just like, what if they actually like fell in love and like loved each other appropriately? And then the the TV show was like the result of that. Yes. And it, it's a much more. I mean, if you're going to bring in Nick Offerman and give him this role, which I think I think he's going to win an Emmy. Oh, he should. He should. And if you're going to do that. Um, you're gonna you gotta give that character more, and that's exactly what they did. And it was in a wonderful episode of television. I adored it. I thought <laughs> yeah. it, I honestly thought it was probably the closest thing to pre- like that's prestige TV and that I remember from like the I don't even know. Like, it perfect. was great. It, it like it, he's such a perfect actor for the role that can balance like the serious seriousness of it but then also with humor like when when they're running out and frank's like you think everyone in the government's nazis and he's like everyone in the government are nazis <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um but yeah watch the show if you haven't it's on hbo um so that was the, so that was the kind of like the seed to get you to start playing last of us because yeah. last and i am ahead of i'm ahead of where the show's that's at what now. i was trying to get at so like so last episode of the clone cast i talked to you about it and i said you should start playing now and then like i can go back to red dead red dead's a more of a red dead is a it's a month-long pro it's month-long project oh, well you know? yeah and yeah. it's a wanderer's game red dead is. yeah so like i want you to i think red dead's gonna be when i just want to just get baked and just yeah. stand Sit somewhere by a fire. yeah <laughs> <laughs> experience life yeah through a video game yeah um go mountain yeah. climbing but i am probably 75 percent done with the game so i'm gonna finish it this week um what's and happening in the game where you're at right now i just left the suburbs okay and a pretty big thing happened yes pretty yep. big thing have let's put it that Which way i think will be in the next episode it'll maybe. either be in the next episode or the episode after maybe but it's big. Yeah. And that's going to draw a lot of attention online. Yep. Um, well, maybe they maybe they switch it on so they don't do it. I think they'll still do it. But um, that's neither here nor there. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm playing through that. Now I'm going to finish it this week. And then I did already order. I found a good deal of The Last of Us Part Two. Okay. It just came today. So that's going to be the next game I'm going to play through it. I'm very curious to know what you're going to think of that game. I've heard um, some people have told me it's controversial in certain ways. Some yeah. of the decisions they make with characters. or Yes. Um, it's controversial. It depends on who you're talking to. It- I think it's controversial for a completely different reason than a lot of people think. But, yeah, it's a very good game, though. I'm sure. I thoroughly enjoyed playing through it. I I don't see how they could make the game bad. Yeah. Like, it's... I don't, it, honestly, I don't know what it is. It's not the most complex gameplay. No! I think it's just the way the... Uh, 
a lot of the things that are done so well with it are the atmosphere. It's just the, the way that the story is kind of like interwoven into. Yeah, it's perfectly paced in that yeah. way. And, and also the atmosphere and the art is yep. just incredible. Like, it's amazing. And the music. The second yes. you hear that guitar that's oh. tuned all loosely. I like oh. how I like how Joel is just basically 150 years later, Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I don't know, Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I used to know this guy named Dutch. But now you've seen, I'm sure now you can look at the side-by-sides that there's some, there's are online. Some, there are some parts where it's, Dead on. This last week, the scene in the car in the with car the, with the mag, magazine. Yeah. It's word for word the exact same. It's even the exact same magazine. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. The only uh, difference is they go to Kansas City in the, yeah, in the TV of show Pittsburgh. instead of Pittsburgh. Yeah. But same vibes. Um, but anyways, I would highly recommend playing the game if you have uh, it's very good. PlayStation 3, 4, or 5. You can get The Last of Us. Um, or uh, definitely check out the show. It's, it's a great show. Yeah. It's it some of the most fun I've had watching television in a while. Well, since Andor, the Andor that, fucking rocks. The thing but. that I can't really like wrap my head around though is it's like the the show's a hit and judging by how they're pacing the show, it seems like season 1 is pretty much going to be the first game. And then season 2, I think they've said season 2 is going to be the second game. Like I don't know like, Are we going to a Game of Thrones thing where, like, they get ahead of the content that's already been created and then, like... I don't know if that's possible. Um, it seems like the show itself seems dependent on the game to... But, like, I'm just... I, like, I'm curious as to, like... I'm thinking of it, like, from a capitalist perspective. Like, they they have a hit on their hands. Like, why not milk it a little bit more? Like, why are you, like, wasting the first entire season on the entire property of the first game? Well, they probably knew that it would be successful, but I don't think they knew how successful. No, no, no. I'm happy that this is the way that it's going. Yeah, but I think maybe season two, they stretched the second game out more. The thing that I can't wrap my head around is why they aren't milking it more at the cost of the story of the game. Ah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's the thing I can't wrap my head around. Well, the only thing, I mean... Yeah, the I logic mean, of it yeah. is screwing with me. Like, the Bill stuff is the only thing that they... they well, I, I watched the, the like the featurette that was after episode three, and one of the co-creators, not the guy who... Uh, co-writers, uh, I forget his name. Uh, there's the guy who wrote it for the game. He was in on it, and then there was also this other guy. But this other guy, he was saying, you know, we, we said... If there was anything that the game did that we could do better, we would do it. Otherwise, we're sticking to the game because they think the game's that good. So they have stuck yeah. to the game a lot, but they felt they could do the Bill stuff better. And I, it's clearly better. Yeah. Um, it's so big and grand, and it's it's so heartfelt, and it's such a span of time that you just couldn't even you couldn't incorporate it in a video game. Yeah, it was amazing. It was oh, awesome. That Pedro Pascal, he's a great actor. <laughs> Mandalorian's coming up. Um, yep. But yeah, I mean, check it out. 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 Did you see um, did you did you see any of SNL this last weekend? No, because Pedro Pascal hosted. Not much. I saw the Mario thing. That one's good. There's a couple other ones. It was like one of the better uh, Saturday Night Lives I've seen in a while. Where, but in where this, have I heard that song and dance before? It is. Uh, 
it's not a high bar to jump over by any means. But. Is Keenan Thompson back for his 47th season? Oh, yeah. he. Uh, <laughs> I think he's either dating or engaged to like a 17-year-old. So he's got to keep. I thought he was married with like kids. Oh, no. Uh, uh, are you talking? Are you getting him confused with Leo DiCaprio? No, 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 no. Uh, I haven't looked into it, but there's some weird goings on at SNL where uh, former cast member Chris Reed, I think, or Chris Red, um, at, like ended up dating or marrying Keenan Thompson's wife as they divorced. And then Keenan Thompson started dating like a 17 year old 17? or an 18 year old or something like that. It's I, this is all allegedly. I, I haven't looked a lot. Okay. Well, yeah, but Pedro anyways. Pascal in his opening monologue, he did talk about he's Chilean and he said that. Oh, he escaped Pinochet. Yeah. yeah. He said he escaped Pinochet. Yeah. And it's hilarious to think about that, like, yeah, if so, it like, wasn't for the CIA, yeah. we wouldn't have The Last of Us or The Mandalorian. So we finally found one good thing that the <laughs> Reagan administration gave us the Reagan administration meddling in Central American <laughs> affairs gave us Pedro Pascal, The Mandalorian. The Viper in Game of Thrones, yeah. one of the better characters, um, and now Joel in The Last of Us, yep. Pedro Pascal, American. Did you ever watch Narcos? All of those people that Did got- Did you ever watch Narcos? All of those quote-unquote communists that got thrown yeah. from helicopters, it was all worth it, baby. It was all worth it because we got- <laughs> You, we didn't, got, you yeah. did not die in vain. No, that he's got to dedicate his first Emmy to them. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, did you watch Narcos no, on Netflix? No, but I want to. That's the first- like. I was like, oh, shit, it's a, guy. It's a good show. I know. Especially season one. That's I know. very good. Um, My problem with that, like, I've always wanted to watch Narcos. And, like, I have no problem with subtitles, but I typically will watch movies, like, late at night yeah. when I'm doing other things, like building Legos or, like, yeah. doing stuff. And it's so hard. reading is tough. It's hard to, like, focus on subtitles as I'm, like, doing it other things. It makes reading and following along harder. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this just in Adam even has a hard time reading when it's on a television <laughs> screen. The guy can't he can't physically do it. No, when I make time and I like focus on it, I can do it. OK, I've, I watched uh, everything everywhere all at once the other weekend. Oh, really? Oh, it's a beautiful movie. I watched like half of it. It's great. Then I fell asleep. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis getting the shit kicked out of her. Freaking <laughs> out, man. Yeah. I fell asleep there. Um, there is another TV show that we should probably talk about quick. Are you ready for that? Well, while we're on video games, I'll bring it up a little bit later because it ties into something else. Mm -hmm. But, oh, boy, have I got the bell. I have caught the bug again, and it is all I want to do. You've been playing on something there? Oh, yeah. What do you I'll playing? tease it. We can come back to it. Okay, should we do the yeah, other yeah, show? Yeah. So this is going to be the Bad Batch Blitz, which means if you haven't seen the latest episode of the Bad Batch, you're going to skip ahead five minutes. We're going to set a timer here. Hey, Siri, set a timer for five minutes. Come on. Okay, it, it didn't announce it. So, skip ahead five minutes if you haven't seen The Bad Batch yet. Bad Batch. Bad Batch. Bad Batch. Okay, so The Bad Batch Blitz. I'm just going to get it out of the way. Gungi style. <laughs> Gungi style. Oh, 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 oh. Gungi style. Okay, so we knew Gungi was. What if we ate up the entire five minutes with just playing that? Oh, for the 
Zongi Star. I think that's how we ate up like half that episode. <laughs> I know. Um, no, but. Yeah, so we knew Gungi was coming back because yeah. we saw him briefly in the trailer yep. for season two, but he did return. Um, so what was the name of this episode this week? Tribe. Tribe. What did you think? I, I mean, it's the Bad Batch. I love every episode. I am a, I, I, ever since Fallen Order, I have, found, I have a newfound love for Kashyyyk. Yeah. I oh, think yeah. it's such a beautiful planet. Yep. And it the way they do it in Fallen Order, fucking oh, God. oh yeah. So fun. Well, and I love that they're even adding to it with the way that they were like communing with the trees and that yeah. type of stuff. It yeah. was beautiful. It was beautiful. It's, and it is like it is one of the original planets in Star Wars yeah. that like like in the expanded universe, we get a lot more material, but like in canon, n- not a whole lot. So yeah. like, it's cool to see it get fleshed out a bit. We did get a really funny kill in the fight between the Trandoshans and the Wookiees. Yes, um, the Wookiee that was on—I don't know—his like bat cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love these bat cats. By Those the way, were amazing <laughs> bat cat. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's just like it's the it's the one Wookiee. I I don't know his name. It's the one they rescued first, and he's got his buddy with him on his uh, on the other back. His buddy just gets pecked, <laughs> just like <laughs> pop, and just falls right off the bat cat. Just gets smoked with a laser. So Trandoshans continue to be pieces of shit. Yes, um, very few Trand. I mean, we had Skier. He's a High Republic Jedi. He's cool. I guess Bosk maybe isn't. Uh, you know, I guess if you're paying him, he's not going to fuck with you too much. Yeah, but. Fucking Trandoshans continue to be one of the most oppressive, just <laughs> demonic fucking species in all of Star Wars. Young Dar and Old Dar. Yeah, I like how they had another Dar type character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. New Dar. But the one the one had a weird like, like He had like a like gullet. Trandoshans, they're not uniform. Like they yeah. have different shaped faces and yeah. things. Like that the leader of it seemed to have like a smush face and he had like a he had like a frog pouch yeah he was like he had like a fucking you know a uh, uh boss nass like yeah. you know um very strange looking characters it's funny how dead their eyes are but then you see like um sid and uh it's just like oh she's all there yeah you know it's very strange um but yeah so yeah Trandoshans, piece of shit uh new dar did it was hilarious <laughs> new dar when he fucking circled himself in a ring of fire like completely fucked himself over yeah not a smart guy that new dog so those creatures i didn't catch a name on them but i have these weird spiders yeah 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 they're from knights of the old republic apparently oh i don't remember them but that i saw someone me. post something online that was like i can't like i'm so happy they made these things canon because yeah. they were all over the place i have to play republic. through it again because it's been so long okay but uh yeah you do go to kashik and i wouldn't be shocked if you know, I'll, I'll be like, oh, yeah, those things. Okay. Um, but it's literally been 15 years since. Yeah. I, I love the game and I just haven't played it. So we also got new uh, new droid types, weird cartel droids that were dickheads. In yeah, this they're one. real dicks. Not a good episode for droids. No. Very bad. Now, this, those tanks that the Trandoshans had from the Imperials. They're like separatists. They, they looked like they called them Imperial tanks, but I'm like, those are separatist. Tanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very strange. But I mean, I would imagine that. They're the, probably using the empire is just going to repurpose them, and yeah, especially if they're selling military equipment to like the Trandoshans. They're not yeah. going to give them like the stuff from Lockheed Martin. Yeah, <laughs> no, they're <laughs> not Raytheon. Yeah, they're not getting the cream of the crop. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I thought it was a really cool episode. Though. Anytime you go to Kashyyyk, I love it. Gungi, it was so great to see Gungi. Again. Yeah, I'm glad Gungi's in like a safe spot. One of the coolest lightsabers. Yeah, he's got the wooden. It's saber. made out of wood. Yeah. 
Um, who, Jedi Master, uh, who's the who's the bladesmith? Huang Yang. Oh name? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, he was voiced by David Tennant. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm glad to see Gungi's doing fine, but that just begs the question: like all the other ones, probably got slaughtered. We're out of time. <laughs> okay, so that was your Bad Batch Blitz. Um, anyways, uh, oh, what else do we get? We got so much to talk about here, man. We did some fucking YouTube in before this, man. <laughs> we'll tease it coming up. But we found something that is veritable clone cast gold. It is a treasure trove. It is a treasure trove of clone cast content. The cast of characters is coming on strong. Um, should we speak to the client? Yes. I would like to see the baby. All right. I would like to see the baby. So the client checked in, quickly becoming our most regular emailer, the client. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, um, guys, now this I'm going to read some pictures that he sent along to this. Um, but, guys, so I teased this a while ago, but I'm just getting around to sending it to you now. My buddy Gary, who has been a lifelong KISS Army member, and I were talking this summer, and I told him about your show because he's a funny guy who likes funny things. Side note, he doesn't even like Star Wars, but he occasionally listens to the show now. But usually stops when you get right on into the episode. <laughs> he likes the bullshit, as we all do. Well, thank you, Gary. Thanks, Gary. Yeah, let's hear it for Gary. Gary's a fun guy. Gary's a great guy. Uh, member of the KISS Army, <laughs> yes. which will play into this here in a moment. But anyway, I'm getting off track here. So we were talking, and he said he's talked to Mr. Zero and actually messaged him inquiring if Mr. Zero's cover band, his KISS cover band, does private shows. Now, to new listeners of the clone cast. Mr. Zero... <laughs> Is one of the like uh, we have like the holy trinity of clone cast listeners. He's like one of the holy trinity of Twin City comic uh, book slash collectible, collectible store, store owners. owners. <laughs> yeah, it's like Steve is like the father. Uh, I would say Mister Zero is the Holy Ghost. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's just got that Holy Ghost vibe. He's yeah, a, he's a mystic. Uh, who would we say is the son though? I don't know the squirrely guy from uh, Hot Comics. Squirrely guy, maybe. Um, or I'm thinking Stan Lee, David Bowie guy. No, from David Hot Bowie guy. David Bowie guy, a hundred percent is the son. Yes. Hot Comics, David Bowie. Guy. Yes, he looks like Jesus. Um, okay. Yes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so Mister Zero is a collectible shop owner here, and so he's very charismatic, and he has a owns, Kiss cover band. Owns and operates Mister Zero's off of Larpenter in Lexington. Yeah, right here in the great city of St. Paul. Yeah, how's that Roseville or St. Paul? I think it's Roseville. You uh, can, it's no, right. Wait, I think it might be. I think Larpenter's the border. I think Larpenter's the border. I, uh, he's on the okay. Roseville side. Okay, all right. Yeah, I mean he's like a block away from yeah, what yeah, would yeah, be yeah. considered St. Paul. So I. If you send it to St. Paul, if you send him some mail and you address St. Paul and not Roseville, I think it'll, it'll get, still get there. It'll still get there. Uh, but, yeah, so he's this very eccentric shop owner there, a collectible store owner, record store. Um, and he also has a Kiss cover band. Um, that and is he where, plays. he dresses up like Paul Stanley. That is where the famous Linda Ronstadt poster came from. Yes. So um, I purchased it from him. Yep. So uh, he messaged Mr. Zero to see if the if his Kiss cover band does private shows. It was a hypothetical, completely hypothetical. Um, and Mr. Zero responded in full force. <laughs> These are the messages shared with me by Gary. With his blessing to share them with you guys for your enjoyment. Mr. I'm going to read some. Mr. It's Mr. great. Mr. Zero is aggressive right out of the gate. Yeah. <laughs> It's not like it's not like scary aggressive. It's just like this guy knows his mission. <laughs> yes. Um, not sure if it translates to podcast gold. We're about to find out. 
But if it's pretty funny for you guys, at least I hope. It is funny. I, I, I Oh, absolutely. All I'll say is this guy would charge you for him to take a piss. I'd be amazed if everything at this store isn't wildly overpriced. It is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, love season three, episode one show, and I'll take my $50 Lego gift card now, please. Thanks. You guys are the best. The client. Sorry. It, uh, Star Wars Skinny did receive the digital gift card. We'll be announcing the next contest soon. We're going to do those regularly, generally, kind of regularly. Um, so I'm kind of thinking we might bring back an old segment. Uh, it's about March Madness. Oh, that's true. So I think that might be our next contest. <laughs> right. That's a hint. March Madness bracket. Yeah. What could that be when it comes to the clone cast? Oh, start writing down some ideas, folks. Um, so I'm just going to read. This text exchange. I got to pull up the pictures here. So um, now the band is called Kissin' Time, um, <laughs> and he is Paul Stanley. The thing that we're teasing that we'll announce, Adam, I'll let Adam announce it after we read these here, um, will be a Discord exclusive. <laughs> so if you want to see, if you want to see this, you're going to have to join the Discord if you're not on there already. But Adam will tell us all about it here after I read some of these texts. So a uh, Gary text Kissin' Time. And this is Mister Zero. Paul Stanley, the star child. Um, oh, oh yeah, that's right. I did pull some music for me while I'm reading this. Uh, let's play some Kiss. Now, this is God Gave Rock and Roll to You too, from the Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure soundtrack, Adam. Uh, no, or was it Bogus Journey? No, it's Bogus Journey. It's the, oh, the okay. sequel. And this is the song that they play at the Battle of the Bands, but it's actually Kiss. Um... I love this song. This is the extended movie version intro. Well, of course, it sounds like a Mega Man track. It's great. Yeah. Oh, wait till they get into it here. Listen to this. This is not my clone cast recommends, by the way. Although I do recommend this song. This is my favorite version, and you can't get it on Spotify. I always listen to it on YouTube. Whoa. That's good stuff. <laughs> now I gotta talk to Gary. Uh, Gary. So I got some kiss stuff here. Now. This song is like post-original line of Kiss. I'm probably talking about Kiss too much. <laughs> this is the last video drummer Eric Carr appeared in before he died. Ah. He had cancer, tragically. And he was like so determined to show up for this video shoot because he loved this record that he, he was bald, but he put on like a fucking wig and he could barely even like lift his sticks, but they still put him on the video. Wait a minute, Eric Carr, that's not the kitty cat. Who's the cat man? The cat man? Yeah, and Kiss. Oh, oh, Peter Chris. Peter, Peter Chris, yeah. Yeah, Eric Carr was... Peter Chris had left the band at this oh, point. This was okay. this was the early late 80s, early 90s line of Bruce Kulick on guitar. He replaced, oh, he replaced Ace Freely. Bruce Kulick is my Space favorite. Space Ace! Yeah, he's my favorite. You think he's Unk? He's the Unk? <laughs> I, can't, I don't know which one he is, but Bruce what, Kulick's my favorite. What a weird band. Yeah, Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons of the concert. Anyways, okay, so he reached out to Kissin' Time. I just felt like I... That's something for Gary. Yes. I, I, I spoke about that for Gary. Gary. I am sure Gary appreciates Gary, it. Gary, clonecastpod at gmail.com. Let me know. Are you a Bruce Kulik or are you a Tommy Thayer guy? <laughs> All right. So, he writes to Kissing You, you got to pot it down just a little bit. Oh, really? As, as hard as it's rocking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good song. Um, okay, so, hey, I don't have anything planned or anything, but I was wondering if you guys do private shows, like a party of some kind at a bar venue, of course. Mr. Zero writes back. Mr. Zero replies, yes, indeed, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. We have our, all capital, 
own system in place for these kinds of shows. Random words are capitalized, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is your rate, and do you take requests out of the KISS catalog if there's something not already in your set? Okay. <laughs> okay, here is the, in quotes, outline meaning, the basics. Depending on some other factors, the pay is $800 for 90 minutes. <laughs> That's bullet point number one. They got a hard out. <laughs> Bullet point number two is hilarious. We require food and drinks in addition to our pay. (laughs) Bullet point number three. The place needs to provide sound and lights, or we do have to charge more. Do is capitalized. Um, He continues. This is about to get long. This is no longer (laughs) bullet points. Let's listen to this little harmony, though. It's beautiful. I love that. Some people say Kiss is corny. I don't give a fuck. Kiss is catchy. Kiss is the perfect example of knowing exactly who they are. Oh, yeah. And God gave rock and roll to you. Never forget it, folks. Um, Okay, so here goes Mr. Zero. Depending on the place, we ask the event to be open to the public. However, non-guests will be charged $10 at the door and must pay for their own food and drinks. We can split the cover charge 50-50, as we'd like to perform for many people as possible and as a way for us to make a little more money and for you to help pay our fee. As for the request, dot, 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 we get asked this a lot, dot, dot, dot. For a long time, the answer was, sorry, no. However, if it is a song we already do, okay. If it is a song we do not already do, we'll add a song for an extra $100. (laughs) (laughs) We would add up to three songs for an extra $200, meaning one song, $100, Two or three songs would be two hundred dollars. Fans, so if you're gonna if you're gonna get two, you might as well get three. Yeah, because he's only gonna charge you two hundred for three. That's a special deal. That's a special deal. That's a bonus song for nothing. Yep. If you only request two, you'd be a and fool. Two hundred, you'd be losing money if you absolutely take fool. Um, fans need to understand this is more extra work for us, and my guys want to be reimbursed for their time. <laughs> dot dot dot. We generally play one or two of these shows per year, and this is what we charge. So there you go. <laughs> oh, yes. Here's the list. And then he lists off, I don't know, a hundred songs. <laughs> <laughs> then, so there you go. What do you think? I am the star child. And he just leaves a picture of him as Paul Stanley singing. <laughs> I love the fact that it was like, it was a statement. I am the star child. Yes. And he goes, it all sounds pretty reasonable to me. Thank you so much for the quick response. Like I said, I have nothing planned at the time, but I've been keeping you in mind for when I actually do. The star child and Mr. Zero, question mark. And then Mr. Z signs out. He goes, all right, then, (laughs) dot, 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 until space MZ. (laughs) (laughs) He is one of a kind. And then and then and then Gary says, "Me and my brother have bought some NES from your store in the past. It's a great shop." Oh, thanks. Please do me a favor and save this on Yelp.com or Facebook reviews or Google reviews. Will do. And then he sends the list of songs. Okay, so Gary, thanks for sharing that with us. That is fucking gold. That is incredible. Adam, now that we've read the client's email, we've addressed Gary. Also, Gary, did you ever? Have him do like a concert or anything? Yeah, we got to know. Yeah, we got to have to know. I mean, if we do a clone cast con in Wichita, Kansas, we got to get Mr. Zero kissing time down there. I'm going to have to pay an extra hundred dollars to get him to play God Gave Rock and Roll to you. New news has come to light. (laughs) Okay, here's what Adam's been waiting to tell you. No, 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 no. no. This is new news for you. Oh, new news has come to light. Um, In 
just a few days, this Saturday, uh-huh. Kissin' Time is performing. <laughs> Where? At Grand Casino Hinkley. Jesus Christ. Do you feel like taking a road trip? Not this week. It's not a good weekend for this. It is not a good weekend for Grand Casino Hinkley. We can drive to Hinkley. That's halfway to Duluth. That's wild. What is uh, what it, does it say? What kind of room they're playing there? No, it's just it is a very subpar yes. flyer that yeah. is on a Facebook page. <laughs> no, okay, I, I don't think I can actually pull that one off. I do have plans. So, Adam, what do you a date? You should bring the lady to kissing time. <laughs> <laughs> I can make a lot of bad jokes about that. So now that we're at kissing time, is it kissing time? Oh, man. She vomit, projectile vomits on me. So we stumbled across a treasure trove of videos of Mr. Zero. Yes. Where he may or may not be in character. Yes. And this is, this will be a Discord exclusive. So we, we will be posting it. We there. will be posting and sharing there. I mean, I suppose you could search them out on your own. But <laughs> where's just, the fun in that? Where's the fun in that? Just join the Discord and laugh together. Yeah. Um, I will say... I. I said to Adam before the show, I think Mr. Zero is like Superman and whoever, whatever his name is. Do we know his actual? He might have gotten it legally changed to Mr. Zero. His Clark Kent is the guy that just sits behind the counter with the parrot. Unassuming. But Mr. Zero is the is is his true self. I think the first time I, I don't know who Mr. Zero is though. He's a I, very mysterious man. I think the first time I went into his store, I I introduced myself and I was like, "Oh, I'm Adam. What's your name?" And he said, "Well, I'm Mr. Zero." And I was like, "No, I know. Like, I know the store is named Mr. Zero. What's your name?" He's like, "You can call me Zero." <laughs> <laughs> but there is a boatload of shit that we're going to post in the discord <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah in the next day or so here i might even i'll open a channel that just says mr zero content <laughs> just open it we'll we'll do a discord exclusive channel where we can yeah. post shit that we, we might have to do podcast. a watch party on this stuff <laughs> there is a lot to dissect we watched probably four of them i think it, there was like 50 he's been uploading stuff he's to youtube for like 10 years <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was, I mean, this is the Mr. Zero episode. I mean, this is, <laughs> this guy is showing us something. Yeah. I mean, he always showed us something, but he went to next level tonight just before we hit record. The man's an onion. Yes. Um, so Gary and the client, thank you for providing that gold for us. Um, Mr. Zero, very matter of fact when it comes to booking kissing time. <laughs> yeah. Do you think he sends that same spiel to Grand Casino Hinkley? He's probably got a macro saved. <laughs> the Malax tribe reaches out to him and they're like, yeah, we're interested in booking your tribute band. And he just sends back a novel. All right. Here's the deal. <laughs> here's the fucking deal. <laughs> um, we also heard from another just absolute legend. Are we ready for it? Yeah. Are we ready for it? All right. We heard from a, a longtime clone Castanova, sent in some audio. I'm going to play it for you. It's a couple minutes long, uh, but we got an intro for this guy. It's been a while. Let's do it. Traveling through hyperspace in my best <laughs> cross, boy. <laughs> 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 hey, clone cast boys. Tom and Adam, it's RFB. Want to send you this little voice Smart message those, uh, after listening to the hilarity and just straight up fun of this week's or this past week's episode, one of them fucking weeks, to say yes, I would 
mightily be up for a forklift challenge if Adam Stewart cosplay rights. <laughs> that would be goddamn hilarious to do. But just in lieu of passing on some information, because I didn't share it out in the Twitterverse, didn't feel it needed a place to be there. But since the boys asked, yeah, I'll still have my forklift skills, but under different employment now, different job. Some shenanigans went on with in worse in work politics and RP and politician. I was material handler and different management come in and seen to it to clean out everybody that was under previous management. I was the last one of them to go. Sons of bitches. <laughs> They're lost. Idiots. Not so much mine. Still in a good spot, just not driving forklift no more, which I'll miss. <laughs> but I got twenty years plus experience in doing it. I can do some silly shit like put a dime down and just flip that little bastard up onto the fork. <laughs> and some done some crazier shit in my younger days. But I'm still up for a challenge. It's like riding a bike. Once you do it, you ain't gonna lose it. And I'll have that till I become one with the force. But I'm looking forward to next week's episode and what's coming up with the rest of Rebels and sweeping through season two and three. Because I know we've seen, but we know Tommy ain't, so... It's a hell of a fun ride listening to him seeing what, what we already know. I'm looking forward to more of it because there's more stuff coming to be ready for. And I won't miss none of it because I'm subscribed. <laughs> so looking forward to next week's episode, fellas. Until then, may the force be with you both. Love you, boys. See you on the radio. Rural Farm Boy, the return of Rural RFB Farm Boy. is a fucking legend. Absolute legend so that was rural farm boy the return of rural farm boy we had mentioned uh who's a better forklift driver rex or rural farm boy so we're gonna dress adam up like rex <laughs> and he's gonna take on the clone cast con is gonna have kissing time and it's gonna have the first ever adam versus rural farm boy uh Pallet Jack slash forklift competition. I'm, gonna, I'm bringing Pallet Jacks. I'm going to have to have my hair styled like Gunther from Friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do have to get the Gunther cut. <laughs> it's got to be authentic cosplay. <laughs> I thought we had an outro for Rural Farm Boy. I'm about to hit it. Okay. Traveling through hyperspace in my dust and crops, boy. Let's check in with Rural Farm Boy. <laughs> just keep playing it. How long do you think we can do this before people just turn it off? <laughs> We're getting close. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I love it. It's great. Yeah, it's great. So thanks to Rural Farm. Fucking idiots, by the way. It happens. They're never going to replace those skills. It happens to the best of us. Flipping a dime? Yeah. Are you kidding me? I wonder if RFB ever sees those crazy videos on like the disasters where it's like somebody turns the wrong way, bumps something, and just destroys. I wonder what RFB thinks when he sees a disaster fucking like moron. that. <laughs> fucking morons. Um, oh, we forgot to do the Sega Bass Fishing Sound Effect of the Week, Adam. Are you ready for that? Yeah. Okay. Sega Bass Fishing Sound of the Week. Hopefully we get something better than last week. Adam, I need a number. One through 176. 117. 117. You that da okay one seventeen go to go to okay okay all right I don't know what that is, but
but we are go to uh should we go to the time warp yes we should all right let's do it okay the holocrons of fate season three episode three aired on october 1st 2016 we have a new number one movie. It's still the Chainsmokers, so we'll do a clone cast recommends. Uh, but we do have a new number one movie. The Chainsmoker. Closer, featuring Halsey. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we got a new number one movie. I'm not even going to even try to lob this at you. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll try lobbing at you. Oh, okay. This is the only thing I have. It's like one of those movies where it's like, oh, we should do Mary Poppins, only not call it Mary Poppins. Is it the Mary Poppins sequel with Emily Blunt? No, it's Miss Peregrine's Home for oh, Peculiar Children. Yeah. I think it's Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson in like weird prosthetic makeup and stuff. Yeah. So it it's like it's kind of Mary Poppins, but it's not. I think it's based off of some British property, like books or something, but sure. yeah. Okay. Um so, uh Clonecast recommends though, since uh, we're going to recommend some songs. Do you want me to go first? Sure, go ahead. I will go first. So I was absolutely ripped out of my mind yesterday, and I forgot that I had an oil chain scheduled. Now, you may be saying, oh, we'll just do it another time, Tom. No, it was scheduled, and I had a fucking coupon at this place for like 60 bucks. I have a Volkswagen, so you got to use the really nice like European fucking oil. So I was, I needed, I was like, okay, I'll go. And I was just, it's like literally a block away. So I was just like, all right, I'll go. Um, and then I was like, I'll sit here and wait, right? So I, I drop off the car. They take it in. I'm sitting in the lobby and waiting. They are playing Christian music <laughs> the entire time. So I'm ripped out of my mind listening to Christian, like new age Christian music the entire time. The whole fucking time. It took an hour. For some reason, it took an hour to do the oil change. You didn't just walk home? No. Okay. I didn't feel like moving. I was just playing on my phone, but I forgot my fucking headphones. And I knew like half a block away from the house. I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot the headphones. I should bring them and just listen to the podcast because I was in there before and I heard that music and I was like, oh, it's probably a one day thing. No. Okay. They play like Christian rock nonstop the whole fucking time. Um, so this song is uh, by Kirk Franklin. <laughs> it's called Bless Us, I think, or something. I don't know. It really stood out to me. Um, and I don't know, it was the only one that I can remember the lyrics to. So let's take a okay. listen, shall we? Yeah, it's a on. fucking drum line? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'm not going to make you listen to that. <laughs> this is Linda Ronstadt. Long, long time. Listen to those pipes. This is my recommend for the week. Now... We talked last week. How many times was I going to listen to this, this song This was week? my recommends last week. Back to back. Which was the first time you had heard the song. Now, we, we you said you said you wanted to know how many, because I was clearly obsessed with it by the time you left that. Yeah. Week. Now, you said. And I think you said it to me six times that evening. Just texted it to me randomly. Yeah. So, how many times do you think I listened to it? I did my best to tally it. I, I lost count. And I, at that point, I just estimated. So this is... I did sign up for some Spotify, like, 
Co app where you can upload your stuff to it and it'll like dissect how many times you've <laughs> actually <you> analytics. <laughs> but I have <laughs> I had to request thing. my data from Spotify. Okay. And it hasn't come yet. Apparently it can take up to a week. Oh boy. But I will say I'll say this before you guess how many times I played it. It does have an, a detailed list of my all-time songs played. It's already at number 12. <laughs> I have had Spotify for eight years, unlimited, and I use it every day. Uh-huh. And I have I have played a lot of songs on repeat. It's already number 12. Uh, so have you worn it out yet? No. <laughs> I did take a break. I did take a break to listen to the fucking um, Depeche Mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That song's got some run. Yep. Um, not, so why don't you just give it a ballpark? Yes, 127. Surely you just. <laughs> this is my best estimate based on just work and how many times I felt like it was on repeat at work. There were a lot of times where I just rewound the last minute and heard her yep. just belt it. That happened a lot. I am. This is a guesstimate because I, lo- I I'll, I'll when I get the real numbers, I'll let everybody know. I'm guessing I listened to it 400 times. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm dead serious. Four hundred times in a week. When I did my last year's Spotify Wrapped, Linda Ronstadt was my top artist. Yeah, I think I listened to this song eighteen times. Really? <laughs> yeah. And that was my top artist of the year. So will you concede this to me? I am the, <laughs> I am the long, long time expert. You're the Linda Ronstadt expert. But I'm the long, oh, long time guy. There's no contest at this point. There's a video online of a cover of a guy when the pandemic started. He's in Racine, Wisconsin. <laughs> and he's sitting out in front of a lake, and he plays like a version. Very good. Check yeah. it out. He's wearing a Milwaukee Bucks hat and a bomber jacket. It's a beautiful song. Yeah. Um, yeah, I honestly, about 400 times. <laughs> I'll report back when I have a firm number. It's incredible. It's a great... Oh, here we go. Here we go. Because I've done everything I that bill and frank oh god that bill and frank now Uh, the interesting thing was like watching the episode after i had been obsessed now if you're not into last of us we mentioned it this song is very prominent in episode three yes beautiful episode um i romanticized it so much that i was worried that I wasn't going to enjoy the episode as much because the song was... I had such a romantic romantic vision of this song. And when it popped up in the song... Incredible. In the show, what did you think? The way it was done was awesome. Nick Offerman does a version. Imagine me having no frame of reference going into that episode and being like, this episode is already amazing. I love the show already. And then fucking Linda Ronstadt pops up. Are you fucking kidding me? It is a good one. It was crazy. And we find out Joel is big into Linda Ronstadt. Oh, it was a good one. So, yeah, that's my clone cast reference. Um, um, I, if you wanted to listen to the Kirk Franklin song more, I'm sorry. But it that song, when I'm stoned sitting in there, wild man i was like what's going on here it's like a drum line like is this tusk oh yeah no. i thought i was gonna go have to do like push-ups and shit um oh, so i did want to say one thing about me getting high too much so <laughs> oh yeah you're gonna, you're gonna bring yeah this, up. this is really quick this is just the latest example of tom maybe scale it back so i uh i ordered the silmarillion the new the new print that they had because i love tolkien i ordered it and um it's the one with the illustrated copy it's a hardcover it's beautiful i got it you know, for like 40 bucks, right, off Amazon. It came, and I looked at it. I put it on the shelf. I was very excited about it. 
it sits on the shelf for about three days. I'm I'm kind of looking at my books yesterday, and I see two copies of the Silmarillion, the new release, the hardcover copy. I had forgotten that I got really stoned, <laughs> and I already bought it at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> so I had two copies of the Silmarillion sitting there. So I sent that one back uh, to Amazon. It'll happen. It'll happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just going to bring up. So a long, long time. I went out for a work happy hour last Thursday and we went to Can Can Wonderland. I think you've been there. Oh, I've been. It's like an adult arcade place. Fun. They got a They got a very cool mini golf course. Full bar with like decent cocktails. Oh, yeah. So and that was the first place I went to. So I got a little I got a little smashed. Yeah. And. By the end of it, I was yelling at my coworkers to get back because they have a car that does karaoke. Uh-huh. You get into a gremlin, like it's a Wayne's World reference. Yeah. You get into the gremlin and it projects the words on the wing windshield. Yes. And it was screaming at my coworkers, get back in the fucking car. And I turned on long, long time and I got in the driver's seat and I was like, you are you are all going to fucking listen to this. Did they sing? And I belted it. Did they sing? <laughs> Did anybody else sing? I, I, I forced them to. Now, if you haven't seen Wayne's World, they sing Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. It's a great scene. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's beautiful. I'm glad that you had that moment. I did not do a good job, but boy, did I have fun. Well, they probably thank you for it because I'm sure they listened to it 400 times in the last week. And if anyone is interested, <laughs> I would definitely, another Clonecast recommends, there is a Linda Ronstadt documentary that CNN released. I think it's on Amazon right now. Uh, it's called Linda Ronstadt, The Sound of My Voice. It's a very good documentary, especially if you want a glimpse of just like the catalog that is Linda Ronstadt. Oh, I don't listen to the Clinton News Network, right? <laughs> oh, OK. Yeah. But oh. I guess if you're a liberal cuck, go enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. OK. I'll have to check that out for my Clonecast recommends. OK, you got two. Yeah. Well, so. I caught the bug, I think I told you. And when I've... The video game bug. Yeah. yeah. When I get stressed or when I like need to concentrate on stuff at work, like I typically watch like YouTube videos or like Twitch streams or just like... It's, do you ever do ambient rain? Uh, when I need to like decompress. I got to yes. send you an eight-hour ambient rain I found. It's from China. But I do... Um, when I need to just like focus and relax, I look up like orchestral versions of video game music. And there are a few Zelda orchestral like videos that i have found that i just go back to sure and one of them is i think it's in japan somewhere but it's like two hours long and i listen to it over and over and over again but then like during this last week i heard a part of it where i was like what the fuck is this because we've all like heard different covers of Zelda music, yeah, and it's all your standards, and they're all good, mm-hmm. but it was a it sound we all know the like regular hero theme of the overworld theme, yeah, the overworld theme the, from the first video game, yeah, it's the first it title sounds theme. like that's what it goes into, but then it kind of like turns it takes a turn, and I was like, what the fuck is this from? So I'm curious to know if you know where exactly this. Depends if it's a Zelda game I was really into. Let's listen to it. Anything yet? This is like the main theme of the game. But it gets into the overworld after this. Is this like the Wind Waker or something? Nope. Which game is this from? Oh, just wait. You You might get it. 
It's a haunting violin, isn't it? Ooh, that's pretty. Oh, just wait. It gets a little overworldy. And then this is where I was like, oh, it's just the classic Zelda. It's Link's thing. Oh, wait. Oh. Oh! <laughs> Which one is this from? Oh, listen to those <laughs> fucking horns! <laughs> Isn't it fucking gorgeous? It's beautiful. Which game is it from? So you don't know it. No! Maybe, maybe this part will be You could see, I was like, where the fuck? Because it sounds exactly like it's going into Link's theme, yeah. but then it takes a turn. Is that Link to the Past? What is it? It's Link's Awakening. Okay. Which originally was the Game Boy game. Sure. And then they re-released it on Switch recently, which is a very good re-release. Um, and that is the end credit theme. Oh, okay. So at the very end credits, like starts off very tranquil and then like it goes into Link's theme but then it takes a turn as like the credits roll oh it's so good that's beautiful yeah this is very good all right so yeah that, that was just we don't need to play the second one the that was <laughs> that was the orchestral version and I, I just gave you the uh the the re-release the version ah, that okay. they put in there so if you want to listen to that you can look it up or you can play it now it doesn't matter well you gotta love zelda music very yeah, triumphant speaking of which that's oh i started playing i reset my breath of the wild game oh you did bold move because i wanted to start it over and apparently you're not able to do that unless you erase your you game. gotta erase everything so i thought about it for like a half an hour and i did some googling and i was like should i set up a separate profile and switch like what should i do you could do that uh but i just said fuck it and i just erased my previous game and started over you're a madman. Oh, oh, I would never erase my. Oh, game. I felt alive. I <laughs> felt alive, baby. Oh, it's a beautiful game. But can't it's wait great. for the sequel. That's all I want to do. That is all I want to do. Like since I did that, I only am like shrine hunting and looking for Kuroko seeds. Oh, looking at Kuroko. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, I don't got anything else. Should we get nope, into the episode? That's it for me. All right, let's do it. Perhaps master and apprentice will rediscover their balance. Or perhaps they'll be eaten. 
Such is the way of things. Oh. You can't escape it tonight on the Clonecast. Oh. She is something. This is the last time I'm playing it right. Go to Go to Niles. <laughs> Coming in the demo was a sign. It was a sign. Well, hello, James Lipton. <laughs> I'm King Lord. There's a troll in Central Park. I'm, I'm King, King Lord. <laughs> I'm born anew in your genius. <laughs> Welcome to the episode portion of the Clonecast. We're back. This show really is a nightmare sometimes. <laughs> it's just the weird mix of sounds that just fired off. With no rhyme or reason. None. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> Holocrons of Fate. Season three, episode three of Rebels. We are moving right along with blum, 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 blum. I forgot all the words, but I do know it's moving yeah. right. That's a great song. We should listen to that song sometime. Listen to that one 400 times. I probably have. Yeah. <laughs> I like that song. I used to love that song. <laughs> do, 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 do. Fozzie can really sing. Yeah. Fozzie can tear it down. Okay. So, uh, where we left off. In the last episode, um, Ezra has kind of made peace with his flirtation with the dark side. Kanan took the Sith holocron, gave it to old Bendu, that giant fucking moose. The mega moose. The mega moose. Um, and uh, where, we, where we start this episode, we got Kanan and Ezra together again, and they're chatting about their auto mission here to deliver some supplies. And they're kind of chatting up the holocron. The holocron is still kind of... The crux of season three here. It may have been given to Bendu, but it's still uh, it's still very much part of us. So let's take a listen to the first clip. This is how the episode starts off. Now they're not on the ghost, mind you. They're on a different rebel ship. You're not going to tell me what you did with the Sith holocron, are you? I told you it was safe. But what if there are secrets we can learn from it that'll help us destroy the Sith? Ezra, the secrets in that thing almost destroyed you. I know. But if not to get the Sith Holocron, why did Master Yoda send us the Malachor? We asked for a chance to defeat the Sith, and we failed. We're coming up on the rendezvous point, Commander, but the transport's not responding. It looks like it was attacked. There must have been one heck of a fight. I can smell the carbon scoring. Over here. This is the coolest astromech we've seen in a while. Yeah! Yeah. We'll talk about it. So it's an astromech standing by an injured rebel trooper. Kind of looks like you just got back Hang from snowboarding. Hang on, snowboarding. Right, we'll get you help. <laughs> what happened to you? Red. Red blade. After you. Made me tell. The ghost is in danger. Surely you just. Another inquisitor? We've got to warn Hera. Not the ghost for you now, sir. Go to. Hera! Am I glad to see you're all right? Kanan. There's another Inquisitor after us. He knows where the ghost is. Kanan, it's not an Inquisitor. Oh, no. What? Who is it? 
Just an old friend, Master Jedi. Well, they didn't get rid of him for long. <laughs> no. Darth Maul, or Maul, has returned. Yes, he has. And he has taken the Ghost Crew hostage uh, while Kanan and Ezra are away. So, and they are traveling in a, what do you call them? It's like a Tantive Four. The Corvette. Yeah. The Corellian, is it the Corellian Corvette? Yeah. Or, yeah. The, Alder- the Tantive Four. It, Alderanian it's, Corvette. Yeah, it's the one that I really like, too, because it's got the blue instead yeah. of red. I really like it. But then they come out of hyperspace to a disabled Hammerhead Corvette. Yes. Um, and it's been attacked. And um, sure enough, it was Maul. Yeah. Squirming for information, and they gave up where the ghost crew is at i guess did they make off with it that episode last season or was it the first season with leia did they make off with one or two hammerhead corvettes i can't remember the low jack episode with right yeah Zadi. i'd have to go back and watch um they've you know it, they've it's been a slow build of getting ships here well but because i think it was two or three i, don't I can't remember if it's two or three because i the math adds up in the end because in rogue one the one that like disables that star destroyer or both those star destroyers um is one of the ones that they stole with leia it is one of those but sure. the fact that they only have one in that battle above scarif it n- the other ones need to be disabled for that one to be the only one that appears so this That's would cool. be this would be in context wise this is one of the ones that they stole that's now sure. out of commission i think the other one was there before the blue one was there before they jacked those other ones yeah. right yeah um okay so yeah uh but it's maul on the hollow and he has taken the ghost crew hostage um so we're going to pick up it goes to the rebels intro screen there and then it picks up the conversation with maul and it's going to be our next clip maul you betrayed me! No, I betrayed your friends, but I would have remained loyal to you. What do you want? The Sith Holocron that our apprentice and I acquired on Malagor. We don't have it. How unfortunate. You're really not letting go of this apprentice. Then your friends have no future. Okay, we have it, just not with us. We'll give it to you. As long as our friends remain safe. Agreed. Good. Oh, and one more thing. Your Jedi Holocron. Give that to me as well. Kanan, no. Fine. I shall be in touch with coordinates for a rendezvous. Don't disappoint me. I can't believe you told Maul I have a Holocron. At the time, he was on our side. Is it still on the Ghost? Where else would I keep it? Well, what about the Sith holocron? Yeah, that's not gonna be easy. I thought you said it was safe. It is safe. That may be the problem. Okay. The fact that Maul referred to Ezra as our apprentice weird. was very cool. Yeah. He, he's not letting go of calling Ezra his apprentice. No, but he's also, like, kind of taunting Kanan, too. But not just outright saying my apprentice. He's like at that moment calling him our apprentice. Yeah. Um, and it's, I don't know. I wonder how long it's been since uh, Malachor. Probably maybe close to a year now. Yeah, I Six guess. Months. He's just so, he Ezra looks so much older. Yeah. And he's definitely grown a bit. And also, so. like, Ezra's acting as if he's surprised that Maul betrayed him. It's like, that's what Sith do like why why are you surprised by the set in the least i mean he knew it then you know 
I just don't understand why he's surprised by it. I don't know if he's still surprised by it or he just felt like he had to call out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was on Springer or something. Like, oh, you're here. Well, I'm going <laughs> to yell at you now because I never got the chance. I I don't know. Um, but yeah, so um, Maul Did is... You notice- <laughs> Right away in the hollow, I was like, what the fuck are those droids? Oh, yeah. they're like on either side of the hostages. Now, I've mentioned this before in like maybe the first or second episode of the clone cast. But in Rocky four, Pauly gets a <laughs> robot <laughs> from Rocky and it looks kind of like those, you know, it's that it. I also think it's the exact same model. That's the gondola driver or the uh, the rickshaw driver in in episode two. Oh yeah, yeah. When yeah. Anakin and Padme go back to visit Watto, there's yes. one guy that's like. <laughs> 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 it's very interesting, but yeah, I mean these droids they they're like Maul's security droids. Not that he needs security, but they're kind of like his muscle, I guess, when he can't be there. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't find them all that intimidating, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> no, not at all. It's, it's because they got a mom butt. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the hips go. They out. don't have. They don't have legs. They just got like a butt. They're like they got like a slug ass yeah. that they drag around like a, a treadwell kind of. Probably he's got some treads or something. Um, and then they have like an LED screen for a face that has like. A very like <laughs> their a T nine version of a smiley face. Their face is basically an extra sketch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they suck so much ass. But yeah, so they're like they got blasters and they're like Maul's like fucking henchmen. Very strange. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so Maul alive and well, alive and well. Sometimes they, it's hard to tell. They address it later in the episode, but when he demands the Jedi holocron. My mind immediately went to like, wait, isn't that just like Obi Wan Kenobi's like outgoing message? Yeah. I thought that was the We've only thing. We've mentioned it on multiple it. times since holocrons have become such like unto the forefront of our reviews here. But like, <laughs> the Sith holocron unlocked a weapon that could destroy planets. <laughs> yeah, the Jedi holocron opens up a message from Obi Wan like, Kenobi, just it, saying, "Yeah, everybody's dead." <laughs> it's the just, Jedi holocron is basically an answering machine, like cassette tape. Yeah, it's like it's like some like weird like gift that's like a memory gift or something like that. Like we can recreate your loved one like a 3D image rendering. It's just something that you see on like QVC at two in the morning. Meanwhile, the Sith ones are just taking out planets. <laughs> it's such the balance of power. Um, but yeah, so we see Maul and he's got the ghost crew in the mess hall and he starts asking questions of them like. Uh, what do you got going on here? You know, I thought this was just a freighter, but this, I realize now this is actually your home. And then he starts demanding a tour from Harry. He's like, I need you to give me a tour. Uh, Zeb tries to, you know, like struggle free and fight him, but to no avail. They're tied up pretty well. Um, Sabine does say like, Sabine talks back to him and then he was like, oh, I'm surprised you're talking you, like, back. You're to talking me, yeah. back to me. I did rule your people once or something yes. like that. Referencing when he possessed the dark saber and Zeb was like kind of confused by it, but it like Sabine seems to like be aware of it. Yes. And so, that goes back to clone wars era. Um, and that does, that does lead me to beg the question. Do you think Maul, if we're diving into Mandalorian history in this next season of Mandalorian, do you think Maul is going to make an appearance? No. Okay. I know why he doesn't make appearance. Okay. I don't know. I don't know why yet, but you sure about that? 
Well, flashbacks. There could be flashbacks. That would be cool. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I'm not saying at present day. I'm saying, like, the character, if the character Although will make an appearance. Although, it would be very funny if they did do a present day mall and people just, like, had strokes. <laughs> <laughs> Like we're bringing them back again. We're bringing them back. Hey, I don't. I, I haven't. Seen, I know what happens because of just things yeah, that yeah, yeah. spoiled. But I don't know. Is he cut in half again? I don't fucking know. Um, we'll find out. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think flashbacks very possible. That would be cool. That would be very cool. Um, to flashback because Bo Katan was directly involved with him as well. Oh yeah. So there could be some really cool flashbacks if they want to go that route. Give Whitwer some work. Whoa. Dress <laughs> him up like him. Yeah. Oh, cheap butter. Or do you think they'd go Ray Park? Well, they could do. Didn't they? Isn't that? Did what... Ray Park like upload a video on the internet of him like jerking off or something like that? <laughs> it sounds sounds about right. Sounds about Ray Park. But I thought that's what they did in Solo. Is Ray Park? Ray Park played the like. The motion capture in Sam Witwer did the, like, voice Oh, was work. that what it was? Okay. I thought that's what it, I could be I'd wrong. I'd have to rewatch that scene. He looks very gruff. Yeah, he does. Very gruff. The The years have not been kind. Um, here he just looks like Maul. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny, though. Um, just the dynamics between animated him and just how gross he actually looked at that point. Yeah. Um, what you would expect when you got cut in half and then lived in a dumpster for 20 years. <laughs> With a sassy snake. Yeah, yeah. A sassy snake brought you your rations. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's demanding a tour from Hera. Um, and so Hera gets up and is going to give him a tour. The ridiculous Johnny Five security droids stay back and watch the rest of the ghost crew. <laughs> the extra sketches. It's also menacing because they have like pre-programmed smiles on their extra sketch faces they look like a t t9 smiley face <laughs> yeah like t9 texting like <laughs> yeah. the original texting on like a nokia that's what they look like um but yeah so um they go to these rooms and he's like oh it stinks in here at zeb's room Wall <laughs> is like roasting the crew yes. like just based on <laughs> he goes to sabine's room and he's like what the fuck is all this um but yeah so they end up in canaan and Hera's room and he's kind of talking, and hes you can tell he senses something is near. And so he starts talking to Hera, and he's like, where is it? You know, I know that you know where he keeps this holocron. She's like, I don't know anything about holocron. He's like, oh, I think you know everything about Kanan Jarrus, or should I call him by his real name, Caleb Doom. Is that the first time he's been named in Caleb this? Caleb Doom? Yeah. I think so. I can't remember in the previous seasons if they've mentioned. I don't Caleb think we've Doom. heard the name Caleb Doom. Before. Okay, I think that's the first time. Uh, but yeah, that that was his name in his in his old life before Order sixty six. Um, and then we see him probing her mind. Uh, this is something that we've come to see more and more from Star Wars in recent years. Um, he probes her mind with the Force, and he's able to pull out the information of where the holocron is. He opens the drawer. Sure enough, there it is. And he is now the possessor of the Jedi holocron with Obi-Wan Kenobi's uh, 22nd voice message. <laughs> <laughs> um, we see Ezra and Kanan. They love Obi-Wan's voice message basically boils down to Kamala Harris's when she, her speech that she gave. Do not at, come. She gave at the border. Yeah. Do not come. Do not come. Do not come. Are they thinking of running her? Oh, God, I hope not. We are going to be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Joe Brandon will run again? I don't know. 
it's it's anyone's guess at this point. I kind of want him to run again and win because I think is there any way he makes it through four years? Oh my god, it would. It, so I don't. <laughs> Take this with the spirit that that is intended. It would be kind of fun to have a president die of natural causes in office. Yeah. Like, that's something we haven't seen before. Be wild. Yeah. Yeah. State funeral on TV. Yeah. Get the day off work. The thing is, they'd have him hopped up on so many fucking drugs <laughs> that, like, I'm almost confident, like, he would die while giving a speech, but he would stay standing. He would just freeze. The man's liver is pickled by this point. <laughs> Oh, that Joe Brandon. Do not come. Do, Do not, not come. come. Do not come. Do not come. Just hear this. <laughs> Do not come. Do not come. <laughs> I love that sound effect. It's great. Um, so, yeah. Uh, he, he has the Jedi Holocron. Uh, we get to Ezra and Kanan. Uh, they're back on Adelon. There we go. And they are scooting to Bendu's location. They're on a scooter. (laughs) They're on, they're on the, they got like a Harley. Yeah. It reminds me kind of of the Mortis arc scooters. Those things are hilarious. Um, so they go to Bendu's location and he's nowhere to be found. Ezra's like, what, what, what are we looking for here? Where is he? You know? Um, and it's at this point that a bunch of the crawlers show up, the spiders. Um, they start getting in close. Ezra does not stay calm, despite Kanan's urgings to stay calm. Um, Ezra, you know, immediately goes into defensive mode. And as we found out recently, they apparently won't attack you if you're not a threat. Right. Tell that to fix her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> didn't even see it coming. Just ate alive. Um, but uh, as they're getting closer and closer, suddenly the ground begins to rumble. And old Bendu reveals himself. Ah, ha, 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 ha. And... Kanan does, like, smirk as Bendu reveals himself. It's yeah, very it's cool. almost like Ezra doesn't believe him. This is like, oh, God, the blind guy was talking to a pile <laughs> yeah. of rocks. <laughs> <laughs> He's just hallucinating in the middle of the He's desert. Like, oh, no, we're going to have to put Kanan in a home after this. <laughs> <laughs> sure, Kanan, let's get you back to your bed. Um, but, yeah, so Bendu does reveal himself, and it's going to be our next clip. The Jedi returns, and with his student. Perhaps for a talk? (laughs) I don't believe it. Unfortunately, we don't have time to chat, Bendu. We've come for the holocron. Ah, yes. The Keeper of the Shadow Law. Why do you want it? Tell him, Ezra. Uh, okay. We need it to save our friends. A Sith, Darth Maul, has them. He wants it. I do not know this Darksider, but I know his kind. Why does he want it? I don't know, but he also wants my Jedi holocron. (laughs) He would bring them together? Such a virgins carries grave danger. Why? I thought the holocrons were just libraries of information. Yeah. They are that, and more. If two such powerful sources of knowledge are united, they will grant a clarity of vision beyond your kind. What does that mean? When joined, any secret, wisdom, or destiny can be seen through the Force. One could bring much chaos with such hidden truths. I have seen it before. Well, we can't control what Maul will do. That's his point, Ezra. Well, we still need it to save our friends, Kanan. So, are you going to give it back or not? 
Hmm. The object you seek is a source of imbalance between you and your teacher. If you want it, you must seek it out with him. Where is it? It's in the tunnels where the spider's Somewhere is. safe. Alright, I'll go, but I'm going alone. The cave runs deep, with many twists and turns. How can you be sure where it is now? This guy's huh? like a dungeon master. He's so great! I hear something. If you listen, you can hear it. I'll hold on to this. Kanan, the spiders... will attack as soon as you turn it on. Use your comm link instead. Took I'll try his to lightsaber. here. I'd rather my lightsaber. Why take his weapon? He's got to learn how to solve problems without it. Why didn't they just go in together to start? But also, isn't that kind of cheating? Like, doesn't that defeat the purpose? Of just... him learning? Yeah. Yeah, like, he needs to learn not to necessarily resort to like, using it. You're just... Yoda told Luke, like, your weapons, you will not need them. As he's yeah. walking into, like, basically the same type of cave. And Luke kind of, like, looks at Yoda's like, all right, I'll, I'll take my weapons yeah. anyway. Give him like, the choice. Yeah. He could have said that. He could be like, yeah, you don't need them. Yeah. What if Yoda was like, I'll take those? Well, you know, uh, we'll give credit where credit's due. For a guy who's been recently blinded. <laughs> that and is true. Communed with a fucking pile of rocks. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Um, But, yeah, so... I, I don't know why they didn't go in together, though, because they're supposed to accomplish this together. It's their, it's their, I, And it didn't take much before Kanan was like, fuck it, I'm going in. Yeah, and we'll get to that. But also, I find it funny that, like, Bendu is like, oh, you get them together, it's a virgins in the Force. Like, one, that the Jedi holocron only does anything powerful if it's next to the Sith holocron. <laughs> Other than that, it's just Obi-Wan's voicemail. Um, but two, the fact that Bendu is like, I have seen it. And I just imagine Bendu, like, sitting in, like, a public restroom, just fucking getting gonked out of his mind <laughs> with two fucking... He's got a Jedi holocron and a Sith holocron just meshing together. And what, he's if, just, what if that's burnt... That's the thing that burnt out his retinas. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Before that, he had 2020, but after looking at those... It's like his ayahuasca vision. <laughs> like, he just gets them together, vomits, and then has, like, a completely eye-opening experience for, like, 12 hours. Yeah. All these two holocrons are just feeding him endless information. And then becomes insufferable to all of his friends. Yeah. <laughs> and they maroon him on Adelon because we got to go to Costa Rica yeah. next summer, man. <laughs> ben dude's just getting to be too much, man. Um, so we get to back to the ghost and Maul is sitting in Kanan's room trying to open the holocron. He can't get it open. This is the other thing that I thought was so weird. Like, Maul is smarter than this. I don't understand why he's like using force and might to try to open like a Jedi holocron. Yeah, he like reverted to like a five year old trying to open a Rubik's like get the Rubik's <laughs> it was cube. Like right. trying to solve a Rubik's cube by throwing it against yeah. the wall. <laughs> Just we know he knows that like we know he knows how these things function. Yeah, very odd, but. He's not paying attention to the ghost crew in the mess hall at all. The other thing that I've started to notice is I'm wondering if, like, a Sith holocron kind of operates like a horcrux in Harry Potter. Like, if you hold on to it for too long, like, it just turns you, like, kind of evil and it makes you, like, irritable and stuff. I'd assume it's a dark side artifact. So maybe, like... And we all know that J.K. Rowling stole, like, all of her ideas from from other other places. Yeah, so, (laughs) yep, probably does. But so, like, Darth Maul... I don't know. He is smarter than that, but maybe, like, the second he's around the thing, it reverts his mind into, like, a kind of guy. What do you think J.K. Rowling's Horcrux is? Oh, I think it's probably just, like, 
uh, a bookmark of her tweet, like, quote tweeting, like, Jack Posebic and agreeing <laughs> with him or something like that. He makes a good point here. <laughs> you going to get that legacy game? No. 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 I have no interest in it. No. No. Not for any principled stance. I just have too many video games to play, and that yeah. one doesn't interest me. I mean, that's a, it's like a cherry on top for me. Like, ah, I'm not going to buy it, uh, and fuck her. Yeah. But the thing, I, I, I mentioned it last week, uh, or a couple weeks ago. Like, I, dude, if you're like a really big Potter fan, and now you're presented with this conundrum of, well, do I su- support this game by buying it? And I'm sure you were probably, this is something that you would just adore playing. I don't know. I have a hard time demonizing people who have been like raised in this fandom that want to play the game. Well, it's also like I, I like don't know. it's this. She's fucking rich. Like yeah. she's rich no matter what. She's not getting rich off this fucking game. But it's the same thing as like using Amazon. Like I fucking hate Jeff Bezos, but I still use Amazon. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah, it's you know it's. I, 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 you know, if you're taking a principal stand with it, I, I'm completely cool with that. Oh, so am I. Absolutely. It's um, like, it's, but it's, I'm not going to demonize some fucking person making 35 grand a year that just wants to have fun in this universe that they came to love. Yeah. I'm com- I, I cannot bring myself to do it. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm completely on the same page. But the people that do decide, like, no, I need to take a principal stand. Absolutely. Like, I have the utmost respect for that person. Yeah. It's the same deal as like, especially if they're a really big fan that is yes, taking this principled. Stand. Absolutely. Yeah. It's um, not, exa- it's not exactly the same example, but like I view it similarly to like vegetarians. Like I respect vegetarians a lot, but I could never do it because I just like meat so much, but I fully, fully am comfortable saying like, I am an asshole. I am a dickhead. <laughs> I am in the wrong position in continuing to eat meat with all of the evidence that we have that, like, it's better if you were to just be a vegetarian. So, yeah. Turn on your gas stove, Adam, and just let it run for a while. Oh, yeah. These colors yeah. don't bleed, baby. <laughs> this is the they're the dumbest fucking people, dude. <laughs> Did you see, like, their latest pandering this week with the fucking balloon? Well, the, the funny... balloon is the dumbest story of all time. I hate the fucking balloon. <laughs> I found it quite entertaining how far a military has fallen because they went from digging bullets out of Iraqi families' brains so they couldn't be identified to, like, being like, ooh, we got to take out this balloon <laughs> in, like, 20 short years. Well, what could this balloon have even done? I know. Like, that a satellite couldn't do. Well, I think... Sh- I... I... I'm fairly certain if it posed any threat whatsoever, the public would have no fucking idea that it even existed. Yes. And I think China was just like, hey, one of our weather balloons like flew over your guys' borders. And America's like, ah, we're going to have some fun with it. Yeah. And they just let the media go fucking nuts. Yeah, but it, they politicized the shit out of yeah. it. It's, is, it. Can we ever just laugh at something stupid? <laughs> no. I hate the fucking no, balloon. No, we are far beyond those times. I hate the fucking balloon. I hated that story so much. Do you have a gas stove here? Or is it electric? I can't remember. It's gas. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're you know, Amer- turn it on quick. You're an American. Yeah. You want to go let that bastard run? <laughs> What's funny is we were talking about like re- if we ever redo our kitchen, Bri and I have talked about like switching over to gas because we currently have an electric stove. But like after all this shit, it's like ah, we're fine with electric. I've heard electric is good things about electric. Electric sucks, but oh. in- induction is better. I was trying to have a Clonecast moment where we promote, uh, you know, a healthier planet. (laughs) No, it's one of those things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
You big Hank Hill propane guy? <laughs> you got a gas grill or do you use charcoal? Oh, propane. You're a propane guy. Yeah. I think I charcoal's I, better. Charcoal is way better. My but dad uses a way charcoal more grill. work. My dad uses charcoal. Yeah, I mean he's got to clean that fuck. I, I would do. I would get a charcoal grill and I would ruin that thing in like a week. Yeah, because I just wouldn't. I don't have the patience to clean that fucking thing. Well, and then the coals heat up and then they go out and then you have to like you yeah. have to. Yeah, it's, yeah it, it's a lot more work. But if you do it right, oh the flavor, it's <laughs> baked in. Um. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I full respect people that don't want to play that game, especially if it's something that you were wanting to play and you're taking that stand. That's fucking very cool of you. Um, I just, I, I, you know, when there's just somebody that just they grew up on it and it's nostalgic, and it, you know, if it's something that would give them a lot of joy in this joyless world, I just can't demonize them. Yeah, I just, you know, I. I can understand being upset with them, though. I mean, you know, especially if they're an ally, quote unquote, and then they're playing this game. I can understand being upset with yeah, them in that it. level. Um, but I, it's Harry Potter, so I don't give a fuck about <laughs> it. <laughs> this shit sucks. Fucking have a mid-off with fucking Percy Jackson. <laughs> um, anyways, let's talk about the episode. Um, yeah, so the girls crew is being monitored by security bots while Maul fucking tries to open his Rubik's Cube. Um, and they decide, well, they're like, eh, he's really distracted right now. And then well, let's surprise him with something. So all of a sudden Chopper goes wild. Uh, I, Zeb kicks him into one of the droids. Yeah. Um, and they take, they relative ease. They take out these fucking security droids and fucking zap them and knock them down. Um, and they're like, all right, we got to head for the engine room. So they're going to head for the engine room. Um, and they get, they're going to come up with a cool little plan here. A well executed plan. If they just kind of sat on their fucking hands. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they go to this, in- they go to the engine room and they hear Maul approaching. You can hear him because he's got the big clanker feet. You know, he's got those metal legs that clack, clack, clack. Um, and as soon as he gets there, the idea is they're going to hit the magnetic switch in the cargo bay and he's just going to get sucked up to the ceiling and get stuck there. It's a pretty good plan. It is a good plan, but he has a lightsaber. Um, and therein lies the problem. So as soon as Maul shows up, they hit the magnetized switch. He gets sucked straight up to the ceiling, and he's fucking stuck there. He can't move. Um, so for some reason, though, <laughs> they have him trapped. They could just leave that on, and he's trapped there. He can't do anything. He can't move. But they start shooting at him, and so he's just deflecting blasts with his lightsaber, and you're giving him a functional weapon at that point. He shoots a blast right into the the switch for the magnetic hold, and he disarms him. It would be interesting to see what had happened if they just let him be, because <laughs> I could see him cutting off his own ankles <laughs> to, like, fall down and attack them. Possibly. That'd be pretty cool. But I think they would have a better chance at, you know, if he doesn't have feet. Oh, absolutely. He's yes. crawling around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so they shoot at him. He deflects a blast. It takes out the magnetic switch. Um, he drops down. He immediately disarms everybody. Force this, force that. Um, he gets really pissed off. and He's like, you only remain alive as long as you are of use to me. Maul's had enough. He's like, uh, he's like, uh, he's been dealing with, he's like a babysitter that just like. i had enough to hear with you kids. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead? Do you remember that movie? I think I saw it on Comedy Central in high school. Okay. I love that movie as a kid. That was one of my VHS finds in the new release section. And I had a massive crush on Christina Applegate. Oh, yeah. Oh, 
she was a home run hitter. Oh, I think she, I think that was a common thread with a lot of elder millennials. Yes, we love Christina Applegate. Um, yep, so he disarms everybody. They're back under his control. Uh, we see Kanan, and he's just guiding Ezra via the comm channel. Once again, I'm like, why are you not just in there with him? Um, Ezra starts getting surrounded by crawlers, and he loses as, his calm. As he was walking through the cave, I did have the thought, like, how great would it be if he took a corner and just Dicer was just hanging out there? Like, oh, finally, you guys came. Yeah. The A-wing pilot from long, long ago. Yes. It would be nice if Dicer had a happy ending. I really feel like Dicer was abandoned and never given a real shot. Right. Poor Dicer. Uh, I think Dicer's probably been dead for about two years now. <laughs> it's just... It's just bones. Dicer's had her her insides liquefied and yeah. sucked out by one of those spiders. Dicer's bones are probably can be. Maybe they could have just give her a proper burial. Now that they're now that they're able to walk amongst the spiders, maybe go retrieve her body so her family can have some peace. I'm gonna send bits of her back to her family underneath a folded flag. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, Ezra loses his calm, his little calm fucking thing though, and he starts getting surrounded by crawlers. Um, he's starting to get freaked out and aggressive with them. That's not good, as we know. Uh, Kanan is out there, and he's just like, you know what? I'm going to go in and help him now. It's like, okay. <laughs> Why weren't you in there to begin with? I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, it is weird. Um, he leaves the sabers with Bendu. Uh, he's like, watch these for <laughs> There's me. a couple of Garys crawling over him. Yeah, a lot of Garys hanging out here. Um, so he gets in there, he walks in and he, he comes across Ezra and he's in like a, Ezra's like in a lower catacomb and Kanan comes to this like hole in the ceiling and Ezra's right under him surrounded by these spiders and he's like, jump. And so he jumps up and Kanan pulls him to safety. Um, and Kanan once again reminds him like, they know that you're scared if you don't, if you're not scared, blah, 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 whatever. This, I'm so sick of the fucking spiders, dude. But the other thing is, like, I thought Ezra was the one that can commune with, like, beasts. I thought Ezra we was the beast master. We have seen him literally sitting right next to one of the sensors at the edge of camp trying to commune with those fucking things. Yeah. And it, it like, hissed at him and wanted to attack him, but it was scared of the sensor. I, there's been nothing to tell us that these are friendly creatures. <laughs> Yet, as soon as Bendu says it, I think Bendu just willed it into existence. Ah. 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 <laughs> this dude's fucking high, man. <laughs> he is, like, out of his fucking mind. Um, but, yeah. We need to Photoshop Bendu at a Grateful Dead show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just a fucking horde of deadheads. And in the middle, just a giant moose with a Bendu's fucking tie-dye doing, t-shirt on. And dude's doing whippets. Yeah. <laughs> Hanging out with fucking Bill Walton. <laughs> <laughs> you ever listen to Bill Walton? No. He is hilarious. You know who he is, right? No. Uh, Bill Walton was a NBA player, and he's an analyst now. He's a Hall of Fame. He's one of the best centers ever. He just had injuries. Um, but he's a massive deadhead. You don't know Bill Walton? No, I'm sure if I heard him or saw him, I would recognize him. He is a. He also loves Bob Dylan. <laughs> Thunder <laughs> on the mountain. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a, listen to Bill Walton sometimes. Right. Dude is a fucking trip. Um, yeah. So, uh, Kana goes into tunnels assist, tells him to calm down, blah blah blah. Um, and as soon as you know him and Ezra, like he tells Ezra to calm down, the one that's in the catacomb with them kind of just backs away. 
And uh, we're going to get a little chat with Kanan and Ezra. Um, and then we're also going to get uh, them leaving. And Bendu's going to drop some advice. So let's take a listen. How did you do that? I can't even do that. Well, I've been forced to see things differently since Malachor. About what happened, I'm sorry for it. For everything, Kanan. It wasn't your fault. I never blamed you, Ezra. It's time for you to forgive yourself. Yes, Master. Threat. Go in peace. Your conflict has ended. Perhaps balance is restored. Thanks, Bendu. Your true struggle has only begun. Be warned. The Darksider will not be able to open your Jedi holocron. That task will fall to one of you. So that means we'll have the power of both holocrons too. Do what you must. But such power comes with a price. Once a secret is known, it cannot be unknown. Okay. So Bendu's telling them to tread carefully when creating this virgence. By bringing the uh, the the voice machine, the voicemail machine. What did it used to be called? Why answering machine? What the fuck? An dude? answering machine tape. Wow. I, I didn't even remember what an answering machine was. I brought it up earlier in this episode. Wow. Man, that oh, weed, boy. Dude. <laughs> it's doing a number on the old noggin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Ezra and Kanan, though, they got the Sith holocron. They're going to go, and they're going to meet up with Maul, and they're going to do a prisoner exchange. They're going to be like, here's your Sith holocron. Now give us our friends back. Um, so as they're heading there, and it should be noted, they're flying in an A-wing together. So it's a yeah, it, it's a bit crammed. Once it lands, because A-wings are typically a one-seater, once it lands, it does look a little odd, and it reminded me of every once in a while you'll see, like, like they made very few of these, but, like, old Corvettes, they're typically, like, Two seaters, but they do. They did like a four seat run, and they just look a little like elongated and weird. That's what the A wing reminded me. Sure, of. yeah, and um, I don't know. It's it's interesting because as we know, the Phantom is currently gone. I don't know when we're gonna get the next Phantom. Yeah, Phantom two, fucking Ezra cost me a hundred bucks. <laughs> um, but so uh, our next clip is going to be Ezra and Kanan discussing the plan. Now the ghost is at. It's like um, it's a docky. It's a big like spaceport. Uh, I think we've been to this one before, right? Spaceport is station. Yeah, it it looks like a very cool like asteroid belt type thing. Yeah, and like the hangar that you land in, kind of similar to like the hangar on like the Death Star per se, where it's like it's it's covered by a force field, so it looks out into space, but it's got that protective shielding there. You see them all the time in Star Wars. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, yeah, so this is Kanan and Ezra. We do get a, a we get a glimpse of Maul's very cool custom gauntlet. Yeah, Maul has a Mandalorian gauntlet uh, for a ship. I don't know where he picked that thing up, um, but it's a, it's pretty badass, and it's got a cool red color scheme yeah. to it, um, which is nice. Very fitting for Maul. I think that's the same one he escaped with Rook in. Because he escaped in a Mandalorian gauntlet when Rook picked him up. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's fun how it all comes together yeah. like that. Um, so uh, that is going to be our next clip. This is Ezra and Kanan heading to meet with Maul. You wanted it. Now you got it. If you really think it'll help us against Maul... Open it up. Yeah, I'd rather hear what you have to say. What's our plan? I think we ought to play it by ear. How can you take this lightly? The greatest power Maul has is our fear that he'll hurt our friends. We have to control that fear. Stay relaxed. Okay. Relaxed it is. You don't sound relaxed. Yeah, well, I look relaxed. Okay, so that was, yeah, I look relaxed. That was an <laughs> odd line. I was kind of like, what the fuck is, Ezra's really feeling himself right now. Very interesting uh, from him. Um, but yeah, so they arrive at this space station. Do you have a, do we know the name of no, the space? No, there's no name for it. Really? Okay. Or at least I haven't seen one. Okay. And uh, they're going to meet up with Maul. So they get there and uh, Maul comes out and we're going to have a whole little shindig here. Um they're far too trustworthy of Mole and like not keeping an eye on they him. They really take that guy at his word like all the time. Way too much. So let's take a listen to what happens here when they meet up with him. Over here, Master Jedi, just follow the sound of my voice. <laughs> what a dick. Easy. Welcome, my young apprentice. I trust you found the Sith holocron illuminating. I don't see our friends. They will remain my guests until we conclude our business. I will take you to them now. Escort my apprentice to the command center. Uh, if you attempt to escape or if the droids are deactivated, your friends will die. Good to know. This way, Master Jedi. <laughs> I'm pausing here. Why are they sending the blind guy with the Sith? Well, apparently to protect Ezra. Yeah. Seems yeah. like a very bad idea. Yeah. This whole thing stinks. But I feel like Kanan has proven himself, even as he's been blind, to be very. <laughs> I, I think he's well, the yeah, one that defeated Maul in the first place without his vision. It just seems a little odd to even split them up at this point. Yeah. Like, why can't we go do the exchange right in where the control room is? They're not negotiating with terrorists. They're just doing whatever the fuck he's demanding. Yeah. <laughs> Some wild befuddling choices yeah. being made in this episode. Very Martez sister-like. <laughs> yeah. Just baby brains. Um, I also like what Whitwer does with his voice. Where it's like uh, he does like the <laughs> yeah. he does like the Obama. Like I know what I'm going to say, but I'm being uh, I'm being very like uh, folksy. You yeah. know, like uh, it's very calculated. So they're walking in this hallway. 
I was never trying to blind you. Oh, no. You were just trying to kill me. Well, if at first you don't succeed. So he opens the door and he pushes him into a fucking airlock. And he shoots Kanan out into fucking space. So they're walking around this space station. They come to this door. He pushes Kanan in without a second thought. Without a not, it's clearly his plan the whole time, and he just shoots him out into space. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily for Kanan, he shot Kanan right over his gauntlet fighter, and Kanan's able to grab onto it and then uses the force. To pull himself to safety. He, now he layers himself right he, yeah. back into the spaceport. He layered before Leia layered. Um, now he does start to get a little frosty, but I was shocked he survived. Yeah, like I thought I it think, would be like immediate. In my in my notes, I wrote down how the fuck does space work in this galaxy? Yes. <laughs> well, like I know Satel Shan does like force bubbles in one of the novels that I read. She's a Jedi Master in the Old Republic, and um. She force bubbled and like in space, so there's precedent for it. And like we've talked about it before, they borrow a lot from like legends novels well, and, and I, just various things that have been created. I over saw an years. interview with pa- Pablo Hidalgo where he was like, "Yeah, Star Wars has never been factually accurate, so certain liberties are taken." And then he was like, "But it, there are people that have said like you could live theoretically in space for up to like." 12 seconds or something like that before you like your eyes explode and your blood blood boils in your body <laughs> but how much damage is done I in know. the eight seconds he's out I there that's four seconds from your head exploding <laughs> yeah <you're> like, <laughs> the guy's gonna he's gonna have a migraine for like six months after this <laughs> we don't we didn't see it but his eyes actually did explode yeah he's just blind it doesn't matter point, anymore. so nobody noticed <laughs> It'd be fucking hilarious, like, if we have fallout from his space adventure here. Like, <laughs> you, you remember the Simpsons uh, softball episode where Ken Griffey Jr. gets hooked on that tonic? <laughs> yeah, his that- head swells up. <laughs> Jose, Jose Canseco keeps shaving his sideburns. That's Mattingly. Or Mattingly. Yeah, I told yeah, you yeah. to get rid of those sideburns. He's like, <laughs> yeah, shaves it all the way up. <laughs> oh, man. I could just imagine Kanan having the giant Ken Griffey Jr. head skull thing because he's just <laughs> taken so much damage from his space adventure. But yeah, so he's able to pull himself back through the forest field and he, he goes and lands on the ghosts and he kind of recovers there. Um, shocking that he survived. Um, we see Maul quickly. He, he pages for the robots to terminate the prisoners and he goes and meets up with Ezra. So Ezra was never brought to see them, I guess. Was he? I'm, I'm, I don't I'm, think so. Yeah. Like, where was Ezra? He was sent to this control room. He never saw them, right? I did find it interesting. I think he's talking to his robots when he says he refers to Ezra in this sequence as his apprentice. Yeah. Like, when they're face to face. Yeah. It, it was interesting that, like, when earlier in the episode, when he called him our apprentice, when he hadn't decided to kill Kanan. After the point where he decides, like, oh no, this is my plan. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ice Kanan. That's when he like refers to him as my apprentice again. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So after Maul tells the robots to go execute the prisoners, the Ghost Crew, um, him and Ezra meet up and they're going to discuss things. I, I don't know, man. Like I, I watched this when I was high and I just, I was kind of <laughs> like, what's going on here? I don't. Why are they meeting up? Why isn't whatever? Let's take it. This is Maul and Ezra chatting. 
I lived up to my end of the bargain. Your friends are safe. He, he has no apprentice. proof of that. Sit. What is going on here? The holocron, if you please. He has no fucking proof of that. Kanan's nowhere to be found. What's going on here? I doubt that you comprehend the power that is within your grasp. I know if we open these holocrons together, any question we ask will be answered. So you do understand? Well, my apprentice, what is your question? You know what I want. I want to destroy the Sith. You are as ambitious as ever. As for me, I seek something much simpler, yet equally elusive. What's that? Hope. Now, let us begin. Okay. So, uh, they were warned about doing this, but they're going to go ahead and do it. The other question I had with this is, why all of a sudden does Ezra have it out for the Sith? I thought his whole thing was the Empire. Like, the Empire's the one that killed his family. Like, and all of a sudden, he's, like, devoting himself to destroying the Sith. I don't know if it's just because of Vader and, like, Ahsoka presumed dead. And maybe he sees Vader as, like, the... I guess, yeah. Vader is, like, the, uh, you know, the human form of the Empire. He's, like, the symbol of the Empire to Ezra. So, if he kills Vader... Maybe he feels like it all falls in line from there. Yeah, I guess. Okay. I don't know. I mean, that was the whole thing with Yoda, though. Like, they wanted to defeat the Sith. And that's why he sent them to Malachor. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, it's Vader and then Inquisitors. And I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> we got to remember, like, nobody knows the that Palpatine is a fucking Sith. Yeah. They just think he's a dictator, you yep. know? And so... Maybe he feels like Vader is like the cover for keeping him in power I or guess. something. Okay. All right. Um, that's just guess. I don't know. Um, so we see Maul and Ezra, and they kind of just start focusing and opening up these holocrons. Um, we see Maul's droids go to shoot the prisoners, and right as they're about to like shoot them, it's a very grim-looking scene, by the way. Like they they roll up behind the ghost crew. And the ghost crew kind of like resigns are, themselves. They to are like, tied for execution. Yeah, they're it like is... on their knees, hands tied behind their backs, and like it's it like the look on Hera's face. Like I guess this is it. It might as well be it, like in black and white, and they should be kneeling above a ditch that they dug themselves. It's like that, that's what it, that is. A, yeah, exactly what it reminded me of. It is really like a really grim looking scene. Yeah, like it's very quick. Um, but as these. As the fucking Etch-A-Sketch robots are about to shoot them in the back, all of a sudden Kanan jumps in and decapitates all three of them in one false swoop. Yeah. It's very, not quite as epic as when uh, Ahsoka decapitated like three Mandalorians at once. Remember that? In the circle? Yeah. yeah. In that hut. <laughs> or, or when Maul decapitated like five civilians on the hollow. <laughs> you remember True. that? Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. He also, uh, remember when Savage Press threw it at the Thaline or <laughs> yeah! whatever and he decapitated like... <laughs> <laughs> that one's the, the black gold. sun. That yeah. one's the gold standard. That's a good decapitation. Too. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think Ahsoka is my favorite still. Yeah. Because she just jumps, dives in and does that. Oh, it's so cool. Yep. But it was too late to save poor uh, Trila. Yep. Remember Trila? <laughs> yep. As her eyes were falling off the side of her <laughs> the, the hammerhead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> her eyes slowly. Her eyes were in her temples. <laughs> I think at the start of the episode, they're like, whoa, they're kind of spread apart. By the end of the episode, I think they were like on the side of her head. <laughs> that, that poor Trila. I feel so bad for Trila. 
I haven't mentioned it in a while. I feel I felt awful for her. I know. She deserved none of that. <laughs> that poor this is such a peaceful village. <laughs> yes. God. Oh. Bo Katan stood by. Yeah. Oh. Gross, man. That Death Watch. I know. They're bad cats. They're like MS thirteen. Bad news. Yeah, they're bad news. Um so uh where were we um yeah so he he, he uh decapitates all three of them um we get to see uh maul and ezra once more they're still focusing there's a lot of it's like turned into a real bright light show as these holocrons open <laughs> yeah. and interact with each other uh, the ghost crew is going to be going after ezra it's like um, they're using a mig welder yeah so like ezra's like starting to see visions in it maul's not seeing anything but as soon as ezra says he's starting to see something maul starts trying to like what do you see tell me and it's at this time that the ghost crew arrives into this control room. And it's so bright that they can't get to Ezra. So Kanan starts shouting, like, don't do it. You were told not to do this. And Ezra's like, I'm so close to learning how to defeat the Sith. And nobody can get to him through this bright light. It's like a blinding light to them. Um, but luckily both, they got a blind guy. Both, both <laughs> <laughs> nobody saw that the ghost crew had that in the utility belt. Yeah. <laughs> Funny how that works out. Uh, and like Maul and Ezra are looking directly into the light. Just yeah. like Trump was staring into that eclipse. Yeah. Like they were both just good looking right at it. His retinas have got to be just shot. But I was also confused. Like they were talking about how to destroy the Sith. And like Ezra does say, I see twin sons. And, and yes. Maul is looking and demanding, like, tell me what you see. Tell me what you see. So. Like, I don't know if it's telling, I don't know if Ezra's seeing what Maul is trying to see or vice versa, or I don't know what the deal is. Well, from what Bendu said, he said it sounded like, you know, you'll see things that are hidden or something, yeah. you know, and so I think it probably manifests in what the person who's accessing it wants to see, like the force feeds them information that would be extremely valuable to them, possibly. So we know Maul is obsessed with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um so the twin sons is a reference to Tatooine. Um, and Kanan pushes through and he's trying to get Ezra to look away. He's like, look away. Remember Bendu's warning. Turn away before it's too late. And we hear Maul all of a sudden go, I see him. He's like, okay. Whatever that could be. <laughs> um, but it's at this point, Ezra starts saying, I see twin sons. And the bond is suddenly broken. And there's this like big light explosion kind of and in this explosion maul escapes and runs off um so uh our final clip here is going to be maul escaping in his gauntlet and he's pretty excited about the information just found out <laughs> and then we're going to have a little bit of uh fallout with ezra and the rest of the ghost crew so let's take a listen uh, where's maul <laughs> he lives Come on, find your way out, Ezra. Come back to us. You okay, kid? I think so. Kanan, you, you can see again? You can see me? I could, but only through the light of the holocrons. Do you know what happened? 
I saw images, pieces of something, but I, I can't make sense of them. I don't know if it's what I wanted to see or what Maul was trying to see. What were they? Places, mostly. Planets, some familiar, some not. I'm not sure what they mean. I'm sure we'll find out together. Alright, that is the episode. So, Season 3, Episode 3, The Holocrons of Fate. Adam, what does IMDB give this bad boy? IMDB is giving Holocrons of Fate an 8.4. An 8.4. 8.4. I gotta tell you, didn't do much for me. Okay. Didn't love it. I'm surprised. Usually you really dig the Holocron lore-building ones. Yeah, a little bit. Um, This one just felt sluggish to me. Okay. It just felt like a mess, and there were just like things where I was like, I don't understand what's going on here. Um, I, it's some of the decisions being made, I'm just kind of like, why are we doing this? Why is Keenan going off? It, it, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking things. You know, it is a kid's show. <laughs> but... Ah, ah, it just didn't do that much for me. I don't know why. Um, You know, if they would have like set the setting where they met in like a Jedi temple or something, I think it would be a lot better for me. I would get a good vibe from it. But the fact that it took place on like a random space station, it kind of killed a lot of the mythology for me. It kind of killed that mystic vibe that I always look for in Star Wars. I'm gonna give it a seven. Seven. It was fine. Um, hey, that's a good. That's a good rating. You yeah. Know, I, I didn't hate it. It just didn't do a lot for me. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> I went eight point five. Holy shit! All right. It was great. I loved it. They bounced around all all over the place. We got Hondo being a or, or Hondo being a fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Play that laugh clip. Ah. Uh... <laughs> Perhaps master and apprentice will rediscover their balance. Or perhaps they'll be eaten. Such is the way of things. <laughs> He's great. Is that supposed to be like a woody woodpecker? <laughs> it must uh-huh. be. <laughs> He's incorrigible. Yeah. Um so uh it, I enjoyed it. I like the uh, I like It's not that I didn't enjoy it, I just it didn't hit as hard as I thought it would for me. And we got Maul being a psycho. We got a Obi Wan tease. We got yeah. a bunch of stuff. We yeah. got a weird family alien. Every episode so far this season has felt like um setting the dinner table yeah for something very big that's true i would agree with that and so i don't know i kind of want to you know when i get a debut episode that's an hour long you know it's two ups two parter it just that kind of fell flat and then to follow it up with something called the holocrons of fate and just didn't hit for me it's kind of disappointing yeah i don't know i i'm sure most people have raved that I've heard about as far as Rebels go. I've thoroughly enjoyed the first two seasons, but most people say season three and four, it's, it's like... Yeah, they pick it up. really hits a yep. stride. So, I don't know. It just feels like we're setting a dinner table, and I'm just waiting for the feast. Okay, so a seven and an 8.5. Always look on the light side of life. <laughs> okay. Light side moment of the episode. I I gotta go with Bendu's just weird vibing. Yeah. Like, what the? This guy's fucking crazy, man. He's fun. He's a fun guy, and whenever he's on the screen, 
We're all better for it. Yeah. So I'm going just Bendu vibes. More Bendu vibes all the time. Give me more. Um. So for my light side, if I'm going to go exclusively with this episode, I would say Ezra and Kanan's resolution the fact that they were able to come back together that was again. a nice talk in the cat very nice yeah. moment but then as i i watched the special features on this and uh and uh dave filoni does does start talking about like ezra being tempted by the dark side and the difference between him being tempted and anakin being tempted and he's he started talking about how like ezra has this family that's kind of like giving him support and backing him up whereas anakin was kind of like kind of like ignored by the jedi and he said this quote about the jedi that i just thought was amazing he said uh, about the jedi council in their lack of compassion being so selfless they almost forgot to care and i thought that was like a perfect encapsulation of the jedi and kind of how their dogma kind of like led to the creation of darth vader true so yeah Nobody embodies that quite like Kiati Mundi. I just love the the quote of being so selfless they almost forgot to care. Yeah. Just turn it's a into great quote. Ro- basically robots. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they're they just far too dogmatic. There's just no heart anymore. Except for that Obi Wan. That man had a heart of gold. Yes, he did. So did Yoda. Yoda got a heart of gold. I think Yoda cared. Mace definitely felt like he was checked out at times. Uh, especially with Anakin, Mace just didn't really enjoy. Well, Anakin. I think that's what was, I think that's what he's getting at. Is like the true Jedi's are like, well, we we don't have time to give more compassion to one person over yeah. another. I just think, we have to be so yeah. selfless. It's just fun to look at the dynamics of different Jedi and kind of how they were approaching things at that time. Yeah, Kiati Mundi though for me is like the most heartless. Yeah, well, all of his blood was in his dick. Yeah, so he had none of it in that big old head of his. Do you think he had like uh like Cerulean Viagra or anything? I would hope. Yeah. Otherwise, he is very virile. I bet when he goes back to his planet for the sex romp, his dick must just be raw by the time he leaves there. He's <laughs> got scabs all over his <laughs> He goes through just tubs and tubs of lube, <laughs> having sex with every woman on the yeah. planet. Oh, that Kiati Mundi. Okay, uh, that's your light side. If you only knew the power of the dark side. All right. Dark side moment of the episode. Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, the flirtation of a execution. Um, just the way the way they were just like their hands were tied behind their back and they're on their knees. That's what I in a line. Just creepy imagery. Just really just eerie shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was a little too close to home. <laughs> like that was definitely something that yeah. you would see in a documentary. Yeah, and when that pops up in like a documentary, you're just kind of like, "Oh god, I don't want to see this." Yeah. For a second I thought I was watching something on Chechnya. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's your dark side? That is my dark side. Oh, okay, yeah. we're going double. Yeah, the execution lineup. Rough. Yeah. Rough. <laughs> oh, thank you, Rex. Oh yeah, you gotta get it up. Dennis Prager, help me! I'm being canceled. Gina Carano, come on the podcast. Dennis Prager, help me! I'm being canceled. 
Bob Bryan, Gina Gray, you're fired. Help me, Dennis Prager. Gina Cronin, come on the podcast. Help me, Dennis Prager, I'm being canceled. Okay. Dark Horse Hero of the episode. Um. <clears throat> hmm. Many options here. Um. I'm going to go with the not-so-cold vacuum of space. <laughs> All right. The lukewarm vacuum of the space. The forgiving vacuum yeah, of the space. The forgiving vacuum of space, recognizing that poor Kane and Jairus needed just 8 to 12 seconds. <laughs> so space kind of, uh, you know, it, it provided a more hospitable atmosphere for Kanan very briefly, allowing him to survive. So uh, the... The somewhat forgiving vacuum of space. That's mine. What's yours? I went with, we only saw him for a second, but from the second I heard his sultry voice, I knew he was getting dark, ho- dark horse. That brave Lethal astromech droid from the beginning. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we did, I was going to talk about him in Good Hood. As they were coming down the corridor, you just heard his like, and I was yeah. like, oh, that guy's going to be good. He was cool. Yeah. We'll talk about his look. He's good got Hood. a real good look. He's got a look. Yeah. He's unique. Okay. That's a good one. I like that pull. I beg your pardon, but what do you mean, naked? <laughs> My parts are showing. Okay, a good hood. We're in Adelon, we were visiting Bendo, we were in the catacombs, we were on this weird space station, uh, we were in the Ghost, we were in an A-Wing, we were all over the place. Who was looking at that? Okay, who is the fashion icon of the episode? I'm going with Brave Astromech. It um, is, that is a Lethal Astromech, too. Brave Lethal Astromech. Um, he's got a clear dome. Yeah, he does. He is cool. I love when Astromechs have the clear dome. Yeah, it would be fun to get up close to one and just watch all its circuits doing stuff. Yeah. You know, and like little things moving if around. You look, in even there. on his Wikipedia page, he's got like. Do we got a name? You can see like servos and shit in there. Do we just, got a name? Just on Lethal Astromech Droid. Brave Lethal Astromech yeah. Droid. Needs to be updated. Um, yeah, I, I, I gotta say, he was showing me something. Very cool, very unique. Always good when we see a traditional astromech that's got a different vibe to him. I like different vibes. Yeah. Whether it's a paint job, whether it's just kind of an interesting looking dome. Um, he was a treat. So, yeah, Brave Lethal Astromech is my fashion icon. Who's yours? I went with, I think their actual names are, uh, are RIC 12,000 or 1200s. Are these the Dumpy Johnny Fives? Yeah. The, the 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 executioner droids the ex, the etch a sketch executioner yes yeah. so I think they're repurposed tour guide droids is what I'm <laughs> what I'm reading I love how Maul took these completely innocuous like just he basic went into droids. a museum yeah. and he was like you're all coming with me yeah. <laughs> you are now killers <laughs> but specifically I I'm picking them because one of them they they all have like eerie smiley faces on their etch a sketch screens but later on when you see them. It's like their screens have been broken. Yeah. And they're like pixelated like a digital screen is. Yeah. Like if your TV falls and cracks, like that's yeah. what their face is across 
the like extra sketch screen. I thought it looked very cool. They're unique. Yeah, they are very unique. Alrighty, so we got some hot droids in this episode. Very exciting. The Clone Cast presents Power Rangers. Talk to me. Okay, let's do a little power ranking. So what we're doing power rankings is Adam and myself, we rank our three favorite characters of the episode. First place is getting three points, second place is getting two, and third place is getting one. And then we add them up, and when it's all said and done, we're going to have a big old list, and the list is pretty fucking big. Uh, Hera's in first at 64, Ezra's in second with 54, Conch Gal and Aqualush Bull at 46 are in third, Chopper right behind them with 44. Um, okay, who is your number one power rank, Adam? This episode is Kanan. Kanan Jarrus, all right. He's really firing on all cylinders lately. Do you want to call him Kanan for this, or do you want to call him Caleb Doom? I'll give him Caleb Doom. We're going to give Caleb Doom three points. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll still file it under the Kanan tree. Okay, uh, my number one has got to be the one and only Bendu. I uh, love. Yeah, I tried it. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, he has been a re- he's been the highlight for me in these first three yes. episodes. He's a funky fucking dude. Yes, he is. Yeah. So I'm it's going. Small room skull. Whoa! What happened? Whoa! <laughs> anyway, you just hit the key keyboard yeah. with your palm. Well, I have the spreadsheet on the right side, and I have our. <laughs> audio on the left side and i just started typing bendu in the wrong so yeah so bendu is getting uh three points that scared the (laughs) hell out of me what's going on here (laughs) all right there we go okay adam who's your number two number two is ezra bridger old eb ezra bridger good for him for turning away from that holocron when he was so close sure um i'm gonna go caleb doom kane and jarris um the man survived getting rocketed into space. <laughs> yes, he did. Also, he's fucking walking and doing things all over the place. He's the, he's the, he's he's been blind for like six months, and this guy can move. He's not letting that slow him down. He truly is a daredevil type hero at yeah. this point. Okay, who is your? I can't wait until season four when he starts playing jazz piano. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number three, I'm going with Maul. Maul. Specifically okay. for just being so goddamn persistent in his hunt for Obi-Wan Kenobi. He yeah. really is keeping his eyes on the prize. He truly is an evil piece of shit. Uh, but I don't know. You know, I really thought we were going to get full anti-hero Maul. Just with that, you know, no, Twilight just, the Apprentice. No, he's, he's just, gone right back to evil. Just evil yep. as fuck. I mean, there's no, there's nothing redeeming about him in his most recent Not at all. Here. None. Um... I'm going to go with Hera. I just want to give Hera a point. Yeah. Because I like Hera, um, and I'm excited to see more from Hera. Hopefully we get a Hera-centric episode soon. Uh, and I want to play this. Skyrockets in flight. Oh, afternoon delight. Whoop! Okay. 
So that is your power rankings for the episode. No changes at the top. Uh, everything is staying as is. We'll do a. I don't know. We got to figure out a way to review some of this. Um, <laughs> I can't. I forgot to give Brave Lothal Astromech. Yeah. Well, well, he got Dark Horse. He got Dark Horse. I think you'll see him again. Maybe we'll see him again. Um, that would be very exciting. Okay. <laughs> Yoda, Chewbop, thank you to you both. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for giving us some fun there with your little noises and screams. Okay. Uh, tagline. So what I used to do on the old Clone Wars days, I'd try to predict the entire episode, the next one that we're going to review, based only off the tagline. We do not have that luxury anymore. We don't have taglines and ripples. What we do have is episodic titles. So, Adam tells me the title, and I predict the next episode. Adam, what is our next episode? The next episode is entitled, The Antilles Extraction. With the Antilles? Yep. Extraction. Oh, did Wedge get himself in some trouble? Wedge has got an ingrown hair, and the <laughs> ghost crew has to take care of it. I think we're going to get Wedge. The book I'm reading right now has wedge in it which one's that one i'm reading aftermath oh right yeah, yeah. So what's I, going on with wedge and aftermath oh he's out on a mission scouting oh. and the, he, he he happens to be scouting on a planet where the empire is deciding all like the biggest remnants are deciding to have their meeting there oh okay and that's smart wedge gets caught right in the middle <laughs> oh no oh he'll be fine we know he's fine okay um okay yeah i think we're gonna get a we're gonna get a wedge sighting cool yeah we've we've had some various luminaries from the original trilogy we haven't had a wedge sighting yet let's have a wedge sighting yeah okay so the antilles extraction season three episode four will be our next episode Alrighty then adam where can the listeners reach us? Send us hey, an baby, email. We are clonecastpod at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, at clonecastpod. Um, reach out if you want to join the Discord. We are going to be posting a couple of videos in there probably tomorrow. Yeah, if you're a Mr. Zero fan, this is for you. It is some good stuff. Oh, yeah. Thank you again for listening. Thanks for all your support. We love all of our clone Castanovas. We'll see you next time for the Antilles Extraction. Until then, may the Abundanza be with you. Never hear the tragedy of Crispin's Day.